0: Um can you hear me? <laughs>
1: yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me?
0: Yes. Cool. Great. Okay. Okay, okay. So yeah, I'm I'm ready. Okay. Uh, is my
1: audio um I'm running my like little electric heater. Is that destroying my fidelity or is it okay?
0: Uh it's okay. It's it's like
1: let me move it.
0: It depends. It depends on yeah. Okay.
1: Uh, it's sometimes so-
0: it's louder. It's
1: so cold in New York right now. It's abysmal. It's just it's fucking brutal out there.
0: Yeah, I saw photos of snowy New York. (laughs) Yeah, pretty intense. It's really like it's cold here, but it's like yeah, still sunny and stuff. (laughs) It's weird. Uh, okay, Okay, cool. Um, Yeah, I mean it's just like a. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't really... It's just like a bit of a white white noise kind of machine thing. So, yeah, yeah. So...
1: Well, it's what it is. I'm not going to turn it off.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, no. Yeah, yeah.
1: Or I will get extremely cold, and then I won't be able yeah. to think quickly enough to uh, <laughs> sonic interdimensional hop around the exactly. Bill and Ted 3. So I, I actually... Because... <laughs> We've both. So you've only seen this movie once, right? Yes. And yeah. I've only seen it twice. So mm. I'm gonna open it. Just have mm-hmm. it in front of me here, so we can know what is in this movie. Because it's actually kind of a complicated movie, I thought.
0: Yeah, I I, I guess the the feeling I have is that it feels. I'm getting a different feeling from other movies we've spoken about Mm. uh, because uh, it seems like the ways in which it is complicated are different (laughs) than the other movies we've spoken about. Uh,
1: Although at the same time, I think we both felt that it it obviously draws some line to Sonic and similar films, right?
0: Yeah right exactly it it that's the the funny it thing feels it feels like
1: a substantive new twist in that story but related hmm. to that story somehow
0: Yeah yeah so um I guess yeah we we so we were talking on the chat of how it seems that there are many movies recently like 2020 movies where Th- there are just very clear thematic similarities in movies produced by different people written by different people but all kind of around this time uh and 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 i think that we'll see what those themes are but this is definitely one of those movies uh where yeah. it's similar to a lot of recent films. Uh, I guess one of the themes that stands out to me is technology. I find very interesting how technology is discussed. Totally. <laughs> In these, yeah. Yes. I'm just holding my breath. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I
1: really think this movie is mm. going to require Chemical support to make any sense mm. of it. <laughs> I feel like it was written <laughs> with yeah. chemical support. You know, it's definitely like us in the tradition of stoner comedies,
0: of course. Mm. Um, mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know it's funny. I, I, I wish I could watch it stoned as well. It seems like <laughs> one that yeah. really benefit. <laughs> from totally, my...
1: it's definitely funnier. <laughs> um, mm. The humor lands a little better, I think. Um, mm. Although I think it's funny anyway. um
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. No, um, I, yeah, I've got to say, I it made me laugh out loud, like, a
1: lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, the fact, the fact really that it funny. opens with this, like, montage thing, like, just, like, the second film ends, you know? The, the last thing you see in Bill and Ted mm. 2 is that, like, um what is the song, actually? um Rock and roll oh. for you, or whatever, you know what I'm talking about?
0: Yeah, yeah. They're dressed
1: like ZZ Top, and they're like playing this tune, and then and then it's just kind of it's this like montage, like showing you all their success, you know. Oh
2: yeah. And then
1: then the third film opens with a montage that's just like the inverse, It's just showing their like immediate catastrophic failure so it's it's kind of telling you that like the first montage only showed you like a fraction of the graph you know but <laughs> but the full story is actually like they like failed as a band it just it's so funny yeah, to me because it just it just immediately like decanonizes what mm. you thought happened at the end of the, the, this first bunch yeah. of movies
2: <laughs> yeah
0: yeah 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 you know th- that's funny um because, God, I hadn't thought of that but I think that this movie is a bit weird because it's doing that with itself right yeah. it's sort of it's obviously commenting on on Bill and Ted and uh I mean we'll we'll get to it but I I thought it was funny how it ended in this way as well where in the end in the end everything works out they say uh yep. like you know their song save the world but then it's funny because, like, that's what you've been told at the end of every single <laughs> dead movie, yes. right? So it, it's funny because it's like the the film is simultaneously doing this weird thing where the end could be taken as a joke of like, oh, right, sure, you know, that, they save the world in in movie number one and movie number two, and now yeah,
1: yeah, know, tell you're me another one, to, exactly, yeah. yeah.
0: But, but because the film is like being a little more self-aware with itself, maybe there is a sort of mythological character to it that that you know the, the whole sort of Bill and Ted like b- sort of Buddhism kind of thing, where it <laughs> the, 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 it seems that the, Tao the of
1: I, Bill and Ted,
0: right, exactly that that. It, su- it seems as if the movie is talking about the actual um, redemption of, like, the actual enlightenment of, of people. Yes. It's just that it, it's... So it's simultaneously making a joke about it and saying it very sincerely. Yes. That it's, like, symbolic.
1: I think there's something <laughs> so sincere in this movie. I mean, this is a movie that basically has as its action set piece like a giant kumbaya song through space and time, you know, it's so sweet in that way. Like it's, (laughs) I don't know. It it reminds me of like a Disney plot line almost, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I've got to say like, I actually shed a tear at the end.
1: (laughs) Totally. It's, it's really like, it's like, yeah, I think I, I think I may have as well. I've seen it a couple times. Like I watched it back when it released. Mm. Um, so I don't remember exactly my every beat of my reaction to it, but I remember being very moved by the ending anyway. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. No, I thought it was really exactly, it was really like beautiful, and uh, I thought it was a good example of a movie that's that's yeah, nice <laughs> in that way. Yeah. That sort of, like, yes, uh, it's it, it sort well, of there's a yeah. <laughs> I,
1: I, I, I want to read it, of course, not only as a sequel to Bill and Ted, but mm. also as a sequel to Freaked, as the other major Alex Winter project, you know. Yeah. Um, and I think thematically, it does feel like a sequel to Freaked in that it is somehow about the possibility of art to overcome and heal trauma, mm. which mm. is what Freaked is a, about sort of the first half of, which is the, the process of uncovering that trauma, it seems to me. The, yeah, the, the child, uh, childhood trauma in the context of art making because Alex Winter was a, abused as a as a child actor. You know, so mm-hmm. it all that all feels tightly kind of
0: yeah
1: orbital. <laughs> to me. Yeah,
0: yeah. I think that's what's so beautiful <laughs> about this movie. Somehow, is that in comparison with Freaked, it's like the energy is so different. Like something has happened. You know, yes. like it's like a beautiful sort of moment of wow, like um, yeah, like like coming out at the other side of a tunnel or something. I don't know. That, that's sort of a, a certain totally. feeling I get. Um, and it's interesting. I, I saw Alex Winter had either directed or produced a documentary about Frank Zappa, which was released like almost at the same time as this Bill and Ted movie. I think oh, it's like a recent thing. I didn't know that. So well, I I'm I'd like to watch that because I think I love this fact that there is maybe a yeah like you say a theme in his work that revolves around art and art that maybe mm, pushes the limits and has a sort of spiritual <laughs> component totally. to it I don't know yeah
1: Yeah yeah I mean I always think He's underappreciated. Alex Winter specifically is underappreciated mm. as a as a kind of psychedelicist. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, Freaked is a really psychedelic experience. I think <laughs> it yeah. pushes that kind of '90s screwball humor like so far that it just becomes like actually kind of scary. You know, mm. that movie is so weird. Like the the tone of it is so yeah de centering. You can't ever figure out what it's doing. Like. <laughs> Um, Bill and Ted three is the opposite of that. You know, it's so kind of focused. It's like a, it is like a hybrid genre hybrid, of course, because that's always what Mm. they do in Bill and Ted, you know, but like,
2: Mm.
1: it's still like, it's very like tightly focused and blended. Like it's like the sincerity of it is a, a through line, you know, Mm. but, but in freaked, although I do think it's a sincere film, it also is a completely insincere film. It, Mm. it, 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 freak like balance it holds the opposites together more you know what i mean mm. it it's constantly yeah. inverting and shuffling and undercutting and and that creates the sense of like uh destabilizing terrain underneath you as you're watching it which mm. makes it very brutal it, It's it's kind of like hard psych cinema or something you know <laughs> It's yeah like, right. It's not like a. It's Heart's not like lightly like... psychedelic. It's like deeply psychedelic in its mm. uh, working methods or something. You know.
0: Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah that, that, that's funny because um, yeah. I think I think that's the feeling I was getting that 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 part of why I enjoyed exactly. I'm I'm sort of seeing it now that part of why I I enjoy Bill and Ted and especially this film is because you know that Alex winter has made uh, a movie like freaked so that it it's kind of like it's really cool to see someone making something so sweet when you've seen them make something so scary at the same time like totally uh, yeah (laughs) because there's there's like a fullness to the expression, right? It's like... Yes,
1: yes. Well, it's, and doesn't yeah. Polar Express basically do that in the same film? It's sweet and scary mm. in equal measure. So if you put Bill and Ted 3 <laughs> and Freaked together, they sum to the tone of Polar Express, you know?
0: <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, no. Um... And just the issue of age... Like I, I thought they did that so well in this film. Oh, the fact they, that, they handled
1: it so beautifully because they they uh, really allowed the characters to change substantively.
0: Mm, yeah, yeah. I, I like I. I was really I really liked the the way it was directed. It it, it it somehow because things like this happen all the time where franchises get rebooted and the actors are older and um. And sometimes some movies just go very, very far into like pointing to that fact and saying, Look, we're older now. How, how funny or how strange or whatever. And others don't try to not point at it and maybe like use makeup to pretend they're not like. And, and <clears throat> this film was really like nice in how it did that. It, it felt very uh, natural. Yeah. Yeah. And very real somehow. Um, Definitely. Despite and being such a like yeah goofy, it's, yeah.
1: it's kind of surprising. I mean, I guess it's just a testament to the, their strength as actors and their chemistry mm. together. I think that must mm. be a huge part of it because, mm. on paper, it kind of sounds like this could be a really bad idea. You know? Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah.
1: There, there are a lot of ways that that, that it couldn't have that it could have been felt really unnatural. You know, mm. um, it's written well, but I think even more than that, it's that their performances just make it seem. Mm real yeah. I think probably cuz they're actually friends right
0: <laughs> Right I think
1: I think their actual friendship mm. is something that they must be able to draw on um mm. to make those characters work I don't know
0: Yeah yeah it's 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 amazing cuz now you said that I think that's part of why this movie made me laugh so much Yes because yeah. because the performances are just so good. The, the, the timing. <laughs> like,
1: it's great comic mm. acting, yeah. Uh,
0: um. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's funny. I, I don't know. They really... Um, th- there's something... That, th- it's, it's hard to describe because it's funny because when they're when being Bill and Ted... That's a weird thing, isn't it? They're not being sarcastic. They're not like making f- fun of these characters uh they're They're really like embracing them, but at the same time, it's funny. like you, you huh. it, it's so weird. I think in a strange way this is this was why this movie I thought it was so exciting because it really feels like, the third part to the series. Um, Mm. Kind of like... So we were talking about sequels in the other episode, and and this really felt like a good sequel. I totally
1: agree, yeah.
0: It didn't take... It didn't take, like, two steps back. It really, like, moved it forward somehow. Absolutely, Uh, yeah. Yeah.
1: It it, it doesn't feel superfluous in any way. Mm. Now Mm. that it's here, I can't imagine... This story without this conclusion, you know, yeah,
0: right, right, it affects the ones had, that came had, before it, yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah, and in like yeah. a positive way, like it doesn't yeah, interfere yeah. with my enjoyment of the originals. I had no idea I needed a third part, I felt I thought that this felt complete after the first mm. two, so that's really a pretty impressive trick to make it make a third thing and have it feel really essential and like it was planned from the beginning almost you know
0: yeah yeah
1: yeah Um, yeah (laughs) i really
0: liked it (laughs) that's funny
1: well okay i feel like that was a pretty good um sort of alan and jordan locate their like vibe about the general
0: yeah
1: (laughs) general mix of the film should we try to have a stab now at kind of um uh tracing the actual myth architecture in this thing in terms of plot and like what's yeah. actually happening in this movie just narratively and thematically um
0: yes yeah
1: so it mm. opens at a wedding correct
0: oh god right fuck yeah i didn't remember of course oh shit it does open the wedding get
1: the montage and everything and then the very first scene is this wedding where bill and ted right away they're like we're gonna perform this weird song at this Mm. wedding (laughs) it's so Uh. chemical. i think immediately Mm. um yeah uh and what is the name of the song it's some hysterical title um oh
0: god i wish i remembered
1: I'm i'm gonna find it um
0: you, you know it's funny I I think this is why um I had a weird feeling about this movie it's because I am starting to realize now that it's just it's one of those where um it's going to be a big one once I start looking at it you know what I mean <laughs> like totally, I'm, yeah like now that you mention that, I'm like, right, of course. It's a wedding, and it's not only a wedding. It's a wedding between Bill's mum and someone else. I can't remember. It's like there's a whole complicated network of things going on. It's really uh,
1: complicated, and especially yeah. calibrated yeah. against the pandemic and all this stuff. I feel like all these movies right now, mm. it's, it's like the early 2000s movies um, mm. in their relation to 9-11, you know? Um, yeah. Okay, I think I found this. Right, give me a second to listen to what they say.
2: Cool. That which binds us through time, mm.
1: the chemical, physical, and biological nature of love, <laughs> an exploration of the meaning. Of meaning. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <That, that, that. laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: also, it's in three parts, they tell us. Just like mm-hmm. their movies, right? So it's a song oh, that shit. is... It's self-referential, right?
0: Oh, whoa, fuck. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What is it? The <laughs> chemical...
1: Okay, one, one more
2: time. Um, it's so Chemical, long. physical... Um,
0: Come on. It's that which binds us through time.
2: Yeah, sorry. It's it's like,
1: it's hard to locate it. Mm. Here it is. That which binds us through time, the chemical, physical, and biological nature of love, an exploration of the meaning of meaning. That's First crazy. of all, it's so, that's so funny. Like that mm-hmm. is the funniest thing yeah. that they like, <laughs> I could imagine as like an intro to this movie. Mm-hmm. Bill and Ted at a wedding about to perform what's supposed to be this song mm-hmm. <laughs> that unites the galaxies or whatever. And that's the title of it. <laughs> wow. They like, hit that out of the park. But um, uh, it's like, the, it's the power of love. Mm, it's just the yeah, this song from the other time travel movie that's directly adjacent to this movie in yeah. the original '80s properties. So it, yeah, th- yeah, this does kind of more to cement it into that weird sync as a as a a strange like alt Back to the Future, you know?
0: Yeah, that somehow time travel has something to do with love symbolically. Yes, <laughs> or, like yeah.
1: Well, and but specifically, if Bill in Ted, it seems like it's like no, it's like about the fact that Huey Lewis is singing, or you know, that a that an artist, a shaman, is articulating something about love,
0: gets oh. framed
1: in the frame of this movie because we're looking at musicians playing mm. a thing that they've called that, but then that literally, that like kind of it is like a prophecy in this movie. <laughs> It's this time travel prophecy that's going to resolve the universe itself into a deeper harmony. Because that's what they say, right? It's not just about. It's actually space and time itself, right? Mm. Mm -hmm. Space time itself, (laughs) whatever that is, is under threat. Mm. And why is that happening exactly? Do you remember?
0: Why is it happening?
1: Why is space time unraveling? Do they ever even address that? It just is unraveling for some reason.
0: Oh yeah, fuck. God, I can't remember. I.
1: Uh, I'm gonna just. We can keep talking. I'm just gonna kind of run the montage underneath it at fifty. Yeah, or yeah. Something. Here we go. So, like the first thing. We, we see actually, this is fascinating, dude. The, the logo says mm-hmm. Hammerstone Studios, and we're looking at cave paintings. It's like mm-hmm. drawings on stone that depict Bill and Ted mm-hmm. on top of the Twin Towers. <laughs> it's really what it looks like in this cave painting, but it's mm-hmm. the phone booth. Um, and people everywhere playing instruments and a lightning bolt about to strike them. So it's it's a it's a visualization of the end of the movie, but in the historical record. Because that's what they do ah. at the end, right? They go back in time and give instruments to everybody. So at the very outset of this movie, we're looking at a picture that is like an eternal, like an outside of time picture that yeah. is sent from the future to the past and recorded by the artists in the past. The the mm. the caveman artists in this case. It binds the artists of the future. To the Whoa. artists of the past. Fuck. And it's an image of Bill and Ted sitting on two rectangles. I mean, they have the exact proportions of the Twin Towers in this image. And they're struck by lightning. The tower is struck by lightning in this image. <laughs> That's fucking nutso. And I, I completely didn't even see that. It's just there for a couple seconds. Like, it just, you're looking at the Hammerstone Studios logo. They've put this other thing in the background and made it deliberately. Uh, a little they've made it backgroundy they're counting on you noticing it only on the second time through the loop so that completely connects what we were talking about in the earlier Mm. podcast about design for for playback for multiple repeat viewings you know beautiful what a great way to open this so anyway (laughs) uh, that fades up to the heavens and now we're looking at the cosmos right away so we go from something terrestrial to something cosmic and then we have the dialogue from the daughters, and that's what bridges us into the montage. Mm. So it takes us back in time now to the original films, and we're looking right away at footage that Bill and Ted have recorded of themselves. It's that stuff in the garage. where They're like, I'm Bill, I'm Ted, and they're strumming their guitars and all that. Mm. So it's, it's their image of themselves, which is what we just saw immortalized on the cave paintings. So I feel like this is also about the ascent of these characters into archetype space. Bill and Ted uh, are gods now, revered throughout history, you know? Mm-hmm. It it makes them proper kings for their queens, the princesses. It's it's so alchemical in that way because it's a royal wedding, right?
0: Right. Fuck. Yeah, that that's the thing. <laughs> I hadn't I hadn't even noticed that the fact that it begins with a wedding like it's it's yes yeah, it's like you said they're playing a song that the, they later mention that this song they played at the wedding is like just one more of their attempts to write the song yeah, that they were what? meant to like, write
1: this infinite sequence of attempts yeah
0: right so so they are using this song to celebrate the wedding and like you say at the same time it's also a song to celebrate or to 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 unite so so to right. unite time and space or something um
1: it's like an escalation because in the in the second film it's the song um that's just going to like unite the world mm. so that's that's the original prophecy right is that um and we thought that was Those Who Rock. They're going over this in the montage right now. Those Who Rock was on San Dimas Records. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just <laughs> noticing these details in the, in the montage sequence here. Um, next to Cash Money, A-Dog, and fung- Fungalicious. Uh, anyway, um, uh, they were going to write this song that was going to unite the world. But then in the third movie, we, we, it's like the stakes have been raised. Not only is it going to unite human beings, but it seems that the uniting of human beings on planet Earth is somehow bound up in the stabilization of space-time itself. Mm-hmm. And I don't mm-hmm. think they ever explain that. Uh, I'm going to abandon my attempt to kind of search for that. Um,
0: no, I, d- I don't think they explicitly... This is one section where
1: they, they're showing the, like, the things being zapped around space-time. Let's see what she says here. Um. yeah they just say the universe they were told they were going to bring together was actually starting to unravel Mm. time was folding in on itself so it just asserts these things as facts (laughs) (laughs) i guess we have no idea why that's happening or what's motivating that Mm -hmm. um but yeah. that feels like a fair metaphor for our moment in history, in real mm-hmm. life, doesn't it? Yeah, um,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it, it speaks it definitely... to Terence's
1: kind of eschaton idea, the acceleration of novelty in all of this, time yeah. itself, etc.
0: Well, I was just noticing, you said there was like a band called Fungalicious or something?
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. like a song that, that was like oh. number two when Those Who Rock was number one, supposedly, in this alternative mm. Bill and Ted 80s timeline the montage presents it.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, so um yeah, no, it's definitely and it's definitely exactly. I think it's a theme it's an image that is used both in movies and in just the the news, right? Like um the idea that 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 things are unraveling. <laughs> totally yeah uh so
1: well i think part of the thing that's interesting in how they depict that unraveling here though is they depict it as kind of a dissolving of boundaries between historical epochs it's like
0: yeah 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 it's like we
1: see like christ pulled out of well in fact
0: (laughs) ah that's interesting we see
1: christ like pulled out of da vinci's painting of the last supper Mm. Is that Da Vinci, right, or is that Michelangelo? I don't know my art history at all.
0: No, I I, I don't know. I,
1: I'm pretty sure that's Da Vinci because it has the like the three windows in the background, and isn't that some mm. kind of okay? I have I have a computer here connected to the internet. We shouldn't just like spew incorrect facts about art into time and space. It's actually, <laughs> let's actually see who painted this. The Last Supper.
0: It's funny because the. The movie yes, is doing something.
1: Oh, I'm so happy! I'm not uh, a complete ignorant. Okay, <laughs> it was, it's absolutely Da Vinci. Yeah. So, um, um, so we actually right. like see Christ like pulled out of like some weird version of that painting, mm. and then deposited onto a stage. Is that where he ends up? Um,
0: yeah.
1: I think that's where Kid Cuddy gets like pulled out, and Christ mm. gets pulled, swapped in. So yeah. it's like swapping, remixing, and like time remixing or something Mm. it actually reminds me of like the internet somehow you know as a Mm. place like a big crunch that's like all of art history sits alongside all of art history you know Mm. Mm. everything is just another image in the infinite scroll there is no sense of what came when anymore it's just one Mm. giant soup of eternal present in the massive weird data ecology we're in today you know yeah
0: yeah, um, yeah yeah
1: and so i want to read that kind of against dennis as well as the other big tech theme in this movie you know um
0: oh right dennis yeah yeah let's, yeah
1: let's, on some level this feels like a movie about how technology is modulating creativity would you agree with that
0: interesting i hadn't i i, I had that
1: the girls you know the daughters they mm. don't actually write the song. Exactly they like mm. remix it, they say, "Oh, we just know what we like, we arrange stuff, we put stuff together, and that's what they do. They just kind of coordinate this larger creative system using technology. they're on the electronic pads and the laptops and stuff, you know, and so yeah. they're kind of like pulling together with technology pieces of art from all through time and space throughout all of history. Oh. Which is like what we can do on the internet. We can access the Forever Archive on YouTube, which has Mm. everything from everywhere, and we can throw it all into these nonlinear editors and create transcendental remixes out of that, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: I think that basically... That seems like it holds, kind of.
0: That's funny, because...
1: That is like the whole story. They're like collecting musicians from mm. different eras of music to form like a meta band. Like transtemporal meta band. Like this is a pot movie. Mm. Hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent. What is Wild Stallions ultimately? It's a transtemporal meta band made mm. up of the best of the best of music from the dawn of human history to the present.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm, mm. Yeah. Right. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. It's so crazy. Because I really like the idea you said before of how at the end, when we're seeing the big Kumbaya moment, yeah. what's, being, what's being implied in some weird way is that this isn't just happening then. In San Dimas, yeah, it's, yeah, happening it's happening at every moment.
1: <laughs> yes, yeah, what a great I, twist! <laughs> that,
0: like, like, like that. That somehow instruments have been distributed to every single moment in space and time.
1: God, it's so interesting. Mm,
0: really,
2: mm.
1: I find that fascinating as a as a potential insight into how this stuff might work like precognition and mm. synchronicity and stuff, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't know what that is exactly, but it, it's one of those things like, I, I think that's part of what binds it to Sonic in my mind is that Sonic also feels like a movie that's describing the actual like science of synchronicity in some way to me. Mm. It, it feel, I feel like it contains little glimmers of what the, of a deeper mm. understanding of the mechanism that might be coming downstream someday soon. Yeah, I don't it's just like they're yeah, becoming yeah. so. The way they relate the idea of pattern, time, speed, all that yeah, simultaneity, uh, all that mm. stuff is present in this movie too. It's it's like on that wavelength, you know. Um, I don't know.
0: Yeah. 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 Yeah no exactly something is being said here about uh weird about technology and 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 I'm I'm yeah I'm getting a little distracted now by uh Interstate 210 apparently the Kumbaya scene takes place on Interstate 210 um at the M forty six marker says wikipedia i don't know what is this what is m p what does does it what does it stand for in in do you like um it's the it's like
1: a sign it's like a street sign at the location mm. where they happen to have the concert at the end by chance it's a it's a mm, synchronic mm. it's a, it's a representation of synchronicity i think um I'll try to explain why. Sorry, it involves like I have to queue up, like multiple sessions of this fucking movie. I wish I had gone yeah. like bookmark stuff. Um, Sorry,
0: no. I, I I meant I meant like what does it mean like in in the United States? Like is it like um...
1: right right yeah yeah? I'm trying to remember. That's why. I have ah to right look right right. Specifically, oh, right. I don't remember if it was like a street sign or like a license plate number or something. Um,
0: Right, it's right, right. Some
1: arbit- it's the point of it though is that it's arbitrary.
0: Uh um, right. Yeah. I
1: yeah. Um okay, actually I see what my problem is I have to rewind before the storm comes in. Which I always forget happens.
0: Well it, <laughs> it's like it's a funny storm, because...
1: like a time storm or something happens at the end of this.
0: There's a storm? <laughs> yeah.
1: I'm, yeah, there's like a time storm. And they, mm. and they like shoot up like energy beams into it at the end. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, okay. Here, here we are. Here we are. Um, it's somewhere in here. Um,
0: but it's amazing that it takes place on an interstate. Like,
1: yes, quite. It, it's like, somehow, yeah. Uh,
0: something about. I wonder if the the well
1: Sonic was hooked yeah. into the Interstate sixty Sync Web in a intense way. I thought.
0: Yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: I'm right on the tip of knowing this here. Where, where is this? There it is. Yeah, it's like a... Miles... Oh, yeah, I, I'm not sure. It's just some street sign, though. It just literally mm. is like a green sign.
0: It's
1: yeah. a green sign. Dude. <laughs> green signs. That's interesting. Right.
0: right, right, literally. Yeah, yeah.
1: This is literally a green sign. <laughs> Yeah, Bill and Ted are pointing at it, and it's and it and it is what it is. Is it's, it's the it's it marks the location of origin, where the trans temporal song is spun from, as it were. Mm. It here is where it shoots out. This is the like the rhizomatic center from which all of these roots grow through time in the minds of all the artists. And I, what's so significant about this is they, they show us this bit of text really early in the movie, um, or much earlier anyway. I believe it's written on the USB key. Is that correct? Um,
0: oh, I, oh right, yes. Because they yeah, they encounter so.
1: that string of text before they know what it means, mm. uh, and since so, so do we as the as the audience um, mm. here was.
0: And they're they're told by the future people as yeah, well. Yeah,
1: it, it says it. So it's on the um, exactly. They're handed this USB key. It's like a key, right? That's what we call it. Um, By their future selves, like on their deathbeds, Mm. basically. So it's all the way forward in their life story, about as far as you can go. Yeah. Um, And they receive this USB key that says Preston Logan, MP46, 7.17pm. Now, they already know, right, from the prophecy that the song is going to happen at 7.17pm. Yeah. Um maybe mp46 is delivered to them at at during that same bit of dialogue at the intro do you suppose i I think i
0: I i'm goddess or whatever
1: is explaining the prophecy does she already say mp46 there Um, yes yeah yeah
0: yeah right so
1: so she gives so we get that at the beginning and then they also give them this watch that belonged to rufus right rufus's daughter gives them this pocket watch thing and it mm. says in it, sometimes things don't make sense until the end of the story.
2: <laughs>
1: so this movie gives you a little text fragment, which is just, the, it's just like a sync item. MP46, you know, it's a little pattern fragment. What could mm. that be about? What could that mean? Uh, and then it tells you, wait, it actually just tells you, like, this will make sense at the end of the story. Mm. Um, and then it does, but it doesn't. It remains arbitrary, like yeah. you still have the question: What is MP forty? So, well, who knows? It's some weird mm. little marker that just happened to be there in the background. It's just right. the point of it is just that it marks a, a, space time coordinate.
0: Right. It's literally a marker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A marker in the.
1: And of course, mm-hmm. it happens on yeah. an on an interstate, and it's a green sign. So it, it's part of that meta movie. I would
0: say. Mm. That's amazing.
1: I I recognize this as part of the Interstate 60 meta movie, and I guess I recognize Sonic the Hedgehog as part of that too.
0: So Mm.
1: these three go together, I would say, and they really go together in the coloring and stuff too. Like at this wedding at the beginning, we're we're looking at them in red and blue tuxedos, like matched Mm. right away. Mm. Um, and that kind of they maintain this and red and blue vibe throughout. Um.
0: yeah and Sonic and yeah
1: Sonic is all and well and also man like Robotnik and his drones and like Dennis and the design of Dennis it's like chrome mm. plastic white plastic like yeah it it looks like Robotnik I think all of these designs are inspired by kind of like Bezos wave like Amazon Alexa like ah. Apple core like uh futurist kinds of designs you know yeah
0: Um, absolutely yeah yeah but
1: they but they i can imagine dennis walking off of robotnik's truck you know what i mean Mm. he feels like aesthetically swappable with that part of that film (laughs) Um, and also he has a similar function right because robotnik uses his drones to try to track sonic and Dennis is used to track Bill and Ted. It's another. It, it's another thing that unites these meta movies. It's like killer on the loose stuff. It's like fugitive mm. hunter stuff. Like on the road stuff. Like yes, happens in all th- three of them. Um, and here it's like this killer robot going after them. That's trying to like identify them and then destroy them, basically, which makes it really like the Terminator. In the Terminator movies mm-hmm. um, And And then he, can, he makes a mistake though Is the interesting thing about this robot He, he, mm. he Incorrectly Kills it's, it's Like Bill and Ted's family it, It's yeah. so close to the Military abuses Using drone tech you know Mm. It's supposed mm-hmm. to be a precision strike. We're just going to go kill the terrorists. But oops, we killed this whole house full of all these women and children. You know, yeah, that's kind yeah, of the yeah,
2: yeah, yeah.
1: the the horror of that story. And mm. so, it, like Robotnik's drones, Dennis feels to me like very transparently adjacent to unconscious fears about our military and the and military atrocities to do with high Capitalist Tech Technology, you know.
0: That's um, funny. Yeah. It it's funny cuz god I I couldn't help noticing that Also they... Dennis
1: is hilarious. I just wanted to say. I loved him. Like what a funny character.
0: Yeah, I I found it oh, god I found it so funny that he he wants to he wants to assert his name, his his identity. Yes. Uh, I thought that was... <laughs> yeah. That was somehow significant. Uh, I'm not sure why.
2: Well,
1: th- it, it is strange because he goes to hell and they, they, they make a big deal about it too. They like, Oh, robot, yeah, yeah. Like, how can a robot go to hell, you know? Um, mm. Dennis undergoes a parallel kind of redemption story in a weird way. Because Bill and Ted are kind of redeeming themselves in the eyes of their wives, right? That's the point, is they're, they're trying to save yeah. their marriages. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but Dennis is trying to prove that he's not just an evil automaton
0: that Oh fuck.
1: obeys tr- orders yeah. or that he's just a fuck-up or something, or, you know? Um, yeah. And they kind of, they allow him back into the crew, like they he gets a redemption story like i find that interesting in this movie that the obvious villain is like is not pun- they don't they
2: <laughs>
0: yeah
1: they endear him to you and uh and it's such a kumbaya thing like it, 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 this movie won't even have an authentic antagonist you know
2: um, yeah
0: <laughs> that's funny too cuz but uh, yeah, he he's trying to let you know that he has a name. So he's like trying to let you know that he's not just like uh, an unconscious oh. robot. Yeah. That he that he is like a sentient being. And his descent into oh, hell yeah. proves that he's oh, a sentient god. being.
1: Oh god. Yeah. <laughs> god, this makes me does make me think about Google images now as a big <laughs> digital eye looking at all of human history
2: <laughs> mm.
1: and it's it's kind of saying that that intelligence is an authentic intelligence and it's and it plays a part in the song that unites space and time
0: right he knows part how to of dance. its
1: part is to accidentally destroy the human race maybe <laughs> but that, that's just part of the necessary hell that binds uh, it all together, that binds all sentience together, finally. <laughs> in the end. <laughs> <laughs> it's
2: great. Uh, that,
1: that, 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 in, that ingrains it to Sonic to me as well, because that also mm. felt to me like a film about neural net image awakening, pattern mm. awakening in some way to mm. me. Mm. You
0: know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: this is all getting so trippy I know (laughs) it really like the tech the tech aspect of this Mm. is a thing that was present in my very early initial like synchronicity visions when my unconscious was first opening in this new way you know it was part of that matrix of concerns and stuff from those old days yeah, and I kind of lost touch with that. I think a little bit somehow because the the pure magic aspects of it took over a lot for me. You know, yeah, they became so alive and palpable that I was just very immersed in that. But now these films and other developments mm-hmm. in my life, like the fact that I'm working with technology again professionally and so on, mm-hmm. um, it's really it's making me remember <laughs> the the uniqueness of our moment as alchemists. We're not in yeah. the 1700s, eh? There's some yeah. crazy shit going on right now <laughs> to do with, with art tools. And, and and definitely this movie feels like it's... A, it, I really want to say it's definitely yeah. somehow about technology and art. like.
0: Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, dude, that's crazy. Because I think that that's exactly right. That when, like, we started talking about Sync and, and, and let's say, when... The sort of <laughs> okay, it doesn't matter when mysticism as a thing kind of began, a lot of what was being looked at, like you said, was was pure magic things, like things mm. that resonated with mythology, with old mythology, right? right um and 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 then it's almost as if now that stuff has been absorbed enough. That now it's like okay, but actually, y- you're making sync videos about old mythology on a computer. So, so take a look at the computer that you're making this stuff on, or something. I don't know. Um, totally. Yeah, at, yeah. At least, like, to, to to. I I can't speak for you know how this resonates with other people, but but for, for me, it definitely feels like it's like now it's time to look at. Well that's what's trippy about the fact that it's talking about technology. It's trippy because you and we are making a sync analysis about it and it is talking about the sync analysis. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: so it's it's uh, like Yeah. It's like I we're mean, meeting, uh...
1: <laughs> The MP46 thing feels oh fuck dude I don't know god this <laughs> part of the diamond again always this this thing I just I <laughs> it, it's a little dangerous to me or something I have like I have like crack nose for, for this like mm. aspect of the chemical analysis of artwork mm. like Is MP46 a deliberate comment about synchronicity from Keanu Reeves and Alex Winter? They're -hmm. just telling us we're actually sync heads. Can that be? It feels so (laughs) (laughs) aware, but like But then the tie-in via green signs can't be, right? Or is it? Is it a little secret actors club that James Marsden is also part of? (laughs) Like Again, Hollywood people like what is going on I don't know I'm sure it's not it must just be actual what uh, what even is the distinction between that and actual sync It's the same anyway, whatever the level of conscious awareness is of it, the fact of its existence is just the fact of it but,
0: right but, uh, but, no, but no i I agree though that that these like this is a good example of a film where um
1: I actually feel
2: mm.
1: butterfly in my stomach. Like, I feel slightly like I'm rotating when I think about Mm. this issue in this movie or any other movie. Mm. Uh, It's like a weird (laughs) black hole in the hermeneutic process. Like, you can't answer it, I think. That's what I'm saying. It's uncertain. That's what I'm saying. Entropy. That's why I'm reaching for black hole metaphors.
0: I'm just Uh. saying it's a... a, there, There we go. Right, and, but <laughs> and I think it it, it kind of it can it confuses us because this I like you say it doesn't seem unlikely that like Alex Winter and Kenu Reeves from the little I know about them and the kind of projects they've been involved with yeah seem to be people who are probably into the kind of spirituality that Bill and Ted is is about. Somehow. I know, right?
1: Like, they're they're both very intelligent and kind of, mm. like, thoughtful artists, it seems. They kind of take yeah. their craft seriously, you know? So, mm. yeah. It's not so far-fetched, really. It just kind of, it just still blows my mind somehow. I don't know.
0: Mm. Um, yeah, because the way, it, the, the whole, that's the problem with this, and I think this is where the the conscious and unconscious meet or somehow, something, that, that, all the scenes in this movie of people being zapped from different points in time and all that like mm-hmm. the way that to someone who's looking at this from a perspective of synchronicity that feels so eerily accurate yeah yeah exactly. um and and the whole idea so that's the thing the whole i idea is such a like Philip K Dick um Moment, Christ, moment at the end, where it's like a a transcendence of ego. Because of the, so here's the thing, they yes. thought
1: uh-huh, uh-huh.
0: they thought it was them because it had their, <laughs> fuck.
1: That's so like I I hadn't really thought about that. That's very good. Wow. Yeah.
0: Like I I, I, I this is something I thought was really cool because it's like okay, we the ego. We are yeah. the saviors of humanity. Dude, why? What? Because it has our because because we've been told that Preston and Logan are going to save the world, but yeah. guess what? yeah, yeah it's not yeah. us
1: yeah, yeah, yeah
0: and 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 then it's like the movie is symbolically saying right. it's their daughters, but it's not just their daughters. It's no. all of their children. It's all of the children <laughs> right yes. yes, um in, in every they... moment.
1: In a way, they become, like, the parents mm. of all shamans. <laughs> that yeah. image of the phone booth detonating, it's like sperms, almost, you know? We, we get a multiplicity oh, of them suddenly. They're all, like, lights. shooting out from a center. Uh, <laughs> and then it's, like, it's like inseminating history with this unifying pattern. Um,
0: Interesting right yeah yeah the, 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 and
1: it's created an in in incest with their wives and daughters
0: <laughs> mm. right
1: right they all kind of play it together so if, it, if it's interchangeable with like an orgy as we think these big music come together moments often are maybe in a dreamy kind of way you know
0: yes um, yeah yeah yeah
1: then it's it's very true to the alchemical Subject matter. <laughs> All chemists are perverts. We learned that in uh Mysterium um, <clears throat> or what was it? Um chemists are the most perverted or something. Mm. <laughs> According to Agrippa Agri- via Agri- <laughs> Jung
0: Yeah, god fuck. Uh it's weird. Because, like you say, the whole entanglement of phone booth lines—it's such a strange image in this film. It's such a spiderwebby kind of, like, messy kind of. It's very organic, isn't it? Yeah. When very, they give you these uh, shots of the whole, um, this enormous like group of of lines, and it looks like like neurons or like tentacles of some sort of like it, it, it's a very yeah yeah uh you well, know they, for something so mechanical like a phone
1: it seems to relate to the title of the song no because it's the biological chemical mm. and something else nature yeah infrastructure <laughs> i can't remember this title um,
0: the bi- biological, physical. Bill and Ted Three. Uh, sorry. song
1: title. I'm gonna search for it.
0: Is it the chemical, physical, and and
1: biological. But it does kind of tell you that somehow this is a about something biological, right away in the in the little mm. fourth wall breaking. Like, yeah. Here's our song in three movements. You know, mm. and the last movement would be the biological. I, I assume. Yeah. Um. Here it is. That which binds us through time—the chemical, <laughs> phys- chemical, physical, and biological nature of love. Hmm. Um. By the way, I thought that song was dope. Like I with, yeah, with, with the, with, with the uh, bagpipes and like yeah. <laughs> like yeah. throat singing and like I, I actually I, I enjoyed it for real. Like I thought it was. Hilarious
0: I story. know. I really enjoyed it. It's funny. It created such an interesting cognitive <laughs> dissonance because <laughs> everyone at the wedding hates it, and I'm like, yeah. wow. I, yeah, i love like, that. I
1: would listen to that band. I would buy this album.
0: It's <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but but okay, but wait, wait. Like they fuck. Um, I'm just sort of processing the fact that this yeah i'm
1: sorry there's so many things going on here i opened up like the incest can of worms like we're (laughs) tunnels here
0: well Uh. no it's 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 precisely that 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 this thing about love so i'm thinking the (sighs) this theme of phones is funny Mm. because it's it's a communication device Mm. it's it's and there's something about love in that, like a relationship communication. Uh, but it, w- what's, right. blowing my, what's blowing my mind at the moment is that this movie came out in the 80s and they used the telephone uh, as, a, as, a, as a symbol. Yeah. And now this movie, it seems self-aware of the fact that telephones are like the thing. Shit, like,
1: dude. The phone the phone is like the time travel unit because it's yeah. the thing that connects us to the internet, right? And into the big non-linear Wikipedia
0: yeah, to yeah.
1: whatever verse of like, yeah, man.
0: So how crazy.
1: crazy? How
0: crazy is crazy. that? They...
1: And then it ends with a planetary alignment. So it's, it's like it's telling you that it's aware also of, of the relationship to 2001 and its relationship to the phone via the monolith.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, it, right.
1: you see what yeah. I mean? Like, it.
0: Right, fuck.
1: It nods in the direction of 2001 for seemingly no reason. Like, <laughs> they just do this planet alignment thing with a planet alignment shot with mm. Saturn somehow. That's, yeah. that's that story. That's, that's the planet. Like, in the movie, it's Jupiter, but in the book, it's Saturn uh, where the monolith is found.
0: So, yeah. Yeah.
1: So they they show you that, but then like you're saying like like that's a movie that is part of that same phone time sync mm. idea. Like that's mm. fucking crazy. <laughs> now that's <laughs> one that I could feels more traditionally syncy to me or something. Maybe I could see that being an accident. Mm. They're like. What Would be awesome to do at the end of this movie. Let's align the planets for some reason. I don't know how these decisions happen.
0: Yeah, like, like some sort of, a, yeah, like not only are human beings aligning in harmony, but like the whole fucking cosmos right. is. Right. <laughs> yeah. but, but what's yeah. tripping me out though is that so this alignment is tomorrow. <laughs> yes!
1: <laughs> dude great conjunction here we go fuck
0: right right Saturday so, Saturday. So, yeah uh so I, I, yeah that's kind of funny um
1: so once again like are they astroheads too or are they like let's make a movie about the great conjunction before it happens <laughs> for some reason <laughs>
0: It's weird, man. I want to add like a, a weird extra detail is that, so I watched, um, this movie the other day, the Lone Ranger 2013 Lone Ranger with, uh, Johnny Depp. And at the end of the movie, there's this sort of train, this wild sort of train that that's just moving nonstop. Uh, and it's the train is called Jupiter. It has the word Jupiter, like on oh, it. Oh,
1: does it? Oh, wow, dude. What? Oh, god. But that's so weird because I was watching Critters, and in mm. Critters, there's a shot with Saturn and Jupiter, con- conjoining. Um,
0: oh, fuck! Right? Yeah.
1: We're being like stalked by this at the moment. It
0: seems. Yeah. Exactly. I I I find it so funny how how these things. Speak to us at the moment when they're happening, right? It's like, <laughs> yeah. They <speak> to us. <laughs> um. Mm. But it's crazy that they're using phones. Like that—that's so funny because they—they—they. They... That's I think probably what makes this sequel, this third movie, so good in some weird sub substrata way is that mm, they're making this movie with clear hints towards technology mm. uh, and Im- and embracing the imagery that they began using in the 80s so it's like they know that their own imaginary um, universe in Bill and Ted has somehow be- it, it's it's Realized, right? The, the, it's almost yes. like
1: mm, I see what you mean.
0: Like, hmm. God, what hmm. was it? God, uh, dude? As if they could see the precoggy aspect of their movie. They say, "Oh fuck, we made a movie about telephones that would connect everyone through time and space." And look, and that now, happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, And the phone as a symbol is, like, communication. Like, just um, communication through time, right? Yes. <laughs>
1: yes, exactly. Well, and it's, it's also, it's, it's some kind of a basic instinct. Like, I mean, I guess not really, but I think implicitly this, like, cast is on it, you know? It's, it's action at a distance, so it's magic. Mm. It's like someone can speak right. on the other side of the world as if they're right next to you in your ear. That's mm. like almost close to telepathy too, or something. It's, like it's kind of has this like, you well, know, like, like, like the reality that we're living in with these phones where I can just like text somebody like anywhere in the world, we can have a, a silent conversation with each other on opposite sides of the world in real time that can include like rich media elements, like, images and music and links to to you know like books of knowledge that exist online etc like that was that's unthinkable in, in the, just the 50 years ago you know yeah. um
0: yeah yeah yeah
1: and, and it does approach some kind of telepathy almost it's like mm. we have this whole invisible web of communication going on now mm. that's instantaneous and uh you know, it used to be you had to write a letter and put that letter on a boat. It'd take like a month to like <laughs> go from like one sentence to the next in a conversation, basically, you know? Um. <laughs> yeah. But so it does. I mean, it really seems like this is a movie by people who listen to Terrence McKenna's lectures about technology and then made a movie about it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You know? it's funny because the phones are used in this way in the movie when uh, so their daughters show Louis Armstrong a video of Jimi Hendrix yes on their yes phone. oh
1: totally shit yeah <laughs> wow Wow! yeah
0: and he's like what the uh, fuck is this <laughs>
1: they, actually you. they actually just show you it yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah that's
1: such an interesting thing to do really because it, it allows hmm. us in the present to appreciate the the craziness of that a little bit, you know, because we're we're already really desensitized to these things. To me, this thing is already something I kind of hate and just want to smash mostly, you know. Um, <laughs> like, yeah. Fuck phones, all you know, like that's my mood. But like, but like, no, like it. Well, maybe not no, but just also it. It mm. is an incredible device. Like. Yeah. Like I used to dream as a little kid about. Owning a video camera that I could just... Would be small enough to just put in my backpack, you know? Because when I was little, we had, like, this giant VHS thing that was like, mm. huge. That was the only way to take a video. Um, the idea of just being able to record something impromptu on the fly, you know? that I, I actually used to fantasize about that as a, as a young sort of cinema-inclined artist, you know? Yeah. And yeah. now I have one of those, and I'm not even... A filmmaker I just have because every schmuck has one of these now that's mm. crazy mm. Uh, mm. Uh, and we are probably at the beginning of the potential of of the all-in-one sort of I don't know mm. experience capture tech you know mm experience capturing analysis and representation um we now have a device so sophisticated that it not not only is it all of that you know it's a camera and like a photo studio and a uh like a video editing studio (laughs) and all of that but then it it also is is like bill and ted is showing like it's connected to this vast real-time network that both contains all this real-time communication and all of these other intelligences, like Dennis, things like Twitter bots, et cetera, Mm -hmm. um, and Google, et cetera, and these massive libraries from all of recorded history. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, That's much more than a phone (laughs) or a camera now, you know, that's, um, it is like the ultimate art studio or something considered from that standpoint. It's just kind yeah. of crude at the moment. You know, the, the input isn't sophisticated enough yet. Um, yeah,
0: um, yeah. And I th- I think VR might have something to absolutely. do with
1: Absolutely. I'm yeah. sure. Yeah.
0: Uh, but it, and it's funny cuz Dennis <sighs> That's the weird thing about So Dennis is a weird character because because of him they go to hell. But then, in Hell, like, in Hell, they um, apologize to death. (laughs) Uh,
2: (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) They they become friends with Death again. It's so funny. (laughs) And the fact that Death is a bassist is, is funny, because it's kind of like the usual idea that God is a bassist, because the bass is like what's on the background of the song. Yeah. Yeah, fundamental. Uh, so it's like they, they need Death for this band. They that's need right. Death to be the base. Um,
1: I think that's then, so funny yeah. because it, it, that's a nice little sink in a way because I, I always thought the reason that Death plays the bass is just because that's an obvious like image game to play with the image of the Grim Reaper because he's holding mm. a scythe. So it might as well be a, an upright bass, you know? Uh, it's kind of the same right, yeah. proportions. Like, mm. um, but then you're right. It, it totally works, like,
2: mm.
1: as this... Like, Death would play the bass all, in terms of what the bass symbolically represents as an instrument as well. Mm. So that's funny that it can meet both requirements.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: You know? It both and, works as a little image game and as a as a symbolic, mm. like... that is both true about death the concept and works in their narrative so lucky how that that all works together
0: (laughs) and it's funny how hell is also the place where Ted's father like like believes him or something there is like also a union between the son and the father in some way um well that's that seems so mm.
1: jungian doesn't doesn't it like Mm. seeing is believing ted's father has to take the journey himself he actually has to go to hell and see that it's true to believe in such a thing
0: you know yeah yeah
1: direct experience makes the believer out of you which is what polar express is saying too
0: Mm. Mm. yeah god it's funny. I mean, and other things that come to my head now is like, I love that they, <laughs> they ascend from hell back into, uh, <laughs> um, in in a police vehicle.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. How does that even happen? Oh, right, because it's the dad's I, police vehicle. It gets somehow yeah. that gets sent to hell. Dennis sends the truck to hell. I like that. No one questions <laughs> that the truck is sent to hell. <laughs> but the dentist is sent to hell is a big deal. Isn't that funny? Because why should the truck... It's yeah. just some object. It just got That's blown up. It shouldn't go to hell. <laughs> it doesn't have... Like, it's a car. <laughs> I don't know.
0: That's funny. I, I wonder if there's... Because then they, they they don't try to, like... They they almost, like, point towards it. Because they they use they the truck as the central kind of... Vehicle out of hell. Um, and it yeah, ties exactly, into Sonic exactly
1: again. <laughs> concert happens on the top of that truck.
0: Oh, fuck. They yeah. like,
1: perform atop that truck. Is that true?
0: I, th- I least, think they do.
1: At least some of that scene, mm. it, it ends up there in the final scene anyway, mm. if they don't actually perform on top of it. But Bill and Ted are standing on top of it. Well that's interesting too, because they're like letting the musicians out of jail, you know ah. it's like it is liber it's some like art liberation of art idea
0: oh dude, right, because the musicians are in a police truck and then they're right. like let out <laughs>
1: <laughs> and hell that's hell funny. is shown as kind of this like manual labor thing, you know mm. like the musicians are liberated from
0: oh fuck.
1: I don't know, like art art and I don't know. Did you see what I'm saying? Well, there's some kind of something there.
0: Fuck, wait. Um Bill and Ted are also in, in prison. Oh shit. Right? Right.
1: Oh my god, those bodysuits, by the way. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> For those listening who haven't seen the movie, there's like I think they showed in the trailers. If you watch the trailer, you'll see this. But like they, they, they put Keanu and Alex into these like muscle suits that make them look like they're jacked like Dragon (laughs) Ball Z characters I mean just like beyond like any semblance of realism and it it is so funny um anyway
0: (laughs) yeah ah shit this is getting really complicated right now because um
1: (laughs) well because also we have noted also in the meta movie like the Interstate 60 meta movie there's there's all this fugitive stuff anyway, you know this issue mm. of like the law and all this seems like well yeah, and also yeah, yeah. in my life, I've had like rut like issues with the law recently, so mm. I'm also mm. thinking about these issues to do with
0: mm. yeah mm. the enforcement of the law, right?
1: yeah, well, ugh, gosh, and there's a so. Okay, I, I guess and, I don't and, actually know yeah. my Bill and Ted lore that well, because I don't really know, like, what the Time Lords are. Like, who are these people? <laughs> Rufus and his daughter, and... Um,
0: no, I don't no, the no details idea.
1: Stuff you? Yeah, I don't either. Um, I'm sure it's explained in, like, the first movie or something. Um, but that's, like, a government, kind of. They kind of show it as, like, all this bureaucracy, and there's, like, mm. a high leader, you know, and she kind of makes the wrong call a bunch. And like, Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's almost like the only government that's shown in this movie is the future. <laughs>
2: yeah,
1: it's like, yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: that's funny. You don't ever get to see, like, the government in San Dimas or, like, in actual present-day...
1: No. no, 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 yeah. Um, You only see this future government, but that also is clearly like a religion. Isn't that interesting? In the future the future is like a theocracy.
0: Yeah, yeah. Right. Fuck, dude. It's the whole shit. Yeah. And it's like it's like like a
1: time art theocracy. (laughs) (laughs) It's like a theocracy that's mainly interested in safeguarding like time Mm. and space through the application of music
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's funny that's so exactly Terrence McKenna right it's like yeah yeah, yeah, it really is um, uh, oh man yeah what a great movie I'm I'm thinking also though like okay so here's the thing The, the police vehicle gets sent into the middle of the interstate I think it just sort of teleports there, yeah. And that's why the it creates a traffic jam, like um, the ah. vehicles stop. So I'm just thinking, in some in, interesting poetic way,
1: it's almost like a protest. We, we've seen lots of protests disrupt traffic mm, this mm. year, you know.
0: Yeah, right. It 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 kind of has this vibe of uh, of yeah, this sort of like this moment in history kind of thing. Um, and it, but it, so it, it's also making me think of how if the interstate is a place where vehicles are just moving in one direction l- linearly, mm. that, that linear movement gets stopped, like movement gets,
1: uh, Oh, I see. Oh, stopped. wait, to, is like wait a to really tie this into polar express. Now this kind of frozen time. Oh, climax.
0: Concept. Right. Right oh shit fuck that's a good point yeah exactly exactly like the, the, the climax of the movie is a, a weird symbolic like freezing of time
1: yes freezing of time it, somehow that's uh, I, I don't know how, quite how to say this but like <laughs> somehow that's just the same I- idea I think as the idea of like all of the points of history being brought together Yeah, see what I mean that right. is like, oh, I'm yeah. stopping, because it, it's not, it can't move, it can't move linearly anymore. It, it's all been crunched together into a point, into a, a singularity.
0: Mm. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's yeah. no
1: possibility of travel, because there's no distance between anything, say, te- yeah. temporally.
0: Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> you can't advance forward or backwards because it's all now it's all happening now like that mm. would be the
0: <laughs> i'm getting it's funny man i'm getting a real sense of this recently uh like i'm really thinking about this recently of how the past um is included in the present um the or, or j- just this weird like buddhist idea i've been reading like buddhist stuff and 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 and, and, and and my own like meditation recently has been making me sort of feel this way somehow that, that really, um, it is all, uh, happening now. That's the, <laughs> the crazy thing. Uh, and, um, and it's funny because when you say it in words, it's such a like cliche, right? Everything's, <laughs> everything's right here, right now. Sure, but, yeah. uh, but, uh, it's, Mm. But I think that's somehow what what allows these weird time travel things, these weird like temporal sh- shenanigans uh, that in synchronicity it's is, is well, precisely right. mm.
1: the, the fact that everything is accessible so instantaneously is mm. going to facilitate the noticing of patterns across all that material. It's another kind of
0: Stare mm. into
1: this vortex, and the archetypes will emerge. Kind of idea, you know? Mm. Um, because right. I can just flip through all of art history in ten seconds, like a picture mm. book, like a like a flip book, you know, and just see, like, as a little animation. Like, here is how, here's the evolution of like how human beings learn to draw with perspective, <laughs> and I can see that as a as a giant art historical pattern. Um, Hmm. These tools aren't quite at that level of fluidity yet. I'm saying I can do that. And well, yeah, I can do that. If I go out and construct that animation myself in After Effects or something, that's totally a possible thing to do. But Hmm. tomorrow, that's going to be a thing you can do just by saying that, right? You'll pick up this device and you'll just say, show me, you know, blah, blah, blah Hmm. in this style with these parameters. And it will be such a fluid, media um crystal ball right that Mm -hmm. you'll really be able to people will be able to see subtle patterns that bind our visual and conceptual and etc productions records of of our patterns throughout
2: history Mm -hmm. so
1: i I feel like bill and ted three is unironically a very serious myth about uh about this idea because it, mm. it just is that's what it's showing you it's mm. the song that binds all of time together it's like the <laughs> awareness in the present of the fact that that's already the case or something mm,
0: mm, 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 mm. yeah exactly right 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 that's exactly right Is yeah.
1: that, I, I have no idea what i'm saying now i just like potheaded out on that completely i hope that was good.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> no, I I I mean I'm getting the same I'm getting the same sense that there's going to be <sighs> fuck it's 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 so weird because um it's hard to know how to say these things but I definitely think that technology is somehow going to make it easier or maybe almost sort of <laughs> inevitable maybe i don't know Mm -hmm. uh that's where it gets tricky because i i mean i don't want to completely i don't know but
1: (laughs) we wouldn't want to fly off the deep end not on this podcast (laughs) (laughs) i feel like this is probably the most insane by most people's standards, like conversation about this film <laughs> yet to occur on the record. So. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. No, I, I love. Yeah, I, I, I love how yeah. me,
1: right. It was well received. But I don't think anyone thought it was like a like a heavy art film. <laughs> 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 Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe the diehards appreciated the heavy. No,
0: uh, yeah, I'm. I'm curious, but but I mean, it does seem like like you say that that the. The perception of patterns. So basically, so the the perception of patterns that uh, through technology uh, allows one to see kind of time as it is, or something. Uh, (laughs) I I don't know. And and, oh man, yeah,
1: that's a good that's a good description. Like a mm. like a tag that could be appended to various permutations of the 9/11 projection space. I like that. Right,
0: one. right.
1: Seeing time uh. for what it is. Yeah, totally. And the, well, maybe the Great Conjunction mm. is related mm. to that, mm. which is what this movie is about. We think. <laughs> Uh, oh, dude! Recall also that it, it it ends with this montage of like user footage captured on people's phones, of them air guitaring, to the, to uh, the song. <laughs> fuck. Yeah,
0: that's yeah, that's giving me goosebumps. Uh,
1: shit. No, yeah, I just I've had a couple shivers over the last like ten minutes here.
0: It it um, does. This, mm.
1: this movie is very weird. <laughs> Okay, I just like it, random access into this part where they have buckets on their head. <laughs> Do you remember that they're running around mm. with like red and blue matched paint buckets <laughs> on their fucking heads, so that they <laughs> are forced to rely on intuition, so that their future selves won't remember what they did or something. Mm. This is a very weird part of the movie. Um, sorry. Yeah. I to...
0: No, I I it just, agree, it and just I just
1: flew up of my face, so I wanted to announce it to you.
0: <laughs> I I I think that's a very interesting part of the movie. Um and because it it's on the one hand it's a really silly like joke of how you could outsmart time travel by putting a bucket on your yeah. head. Um, that's really cool. And at the same time, it's a really like serious poetic thing. Like you say, because the reason it works is because they are forced to use their intuition. Like it, it actually it's so dumb that it's, that it's true, mm-hmm. somehow. Uh, they don't remember what they did because they had buckets on their heads. Totally. Uh, and I've got to say, this is one of the moments in the film that made me think that this film has probably been written very carefully. I, I get the sense that this movie... Is on the one hand a very like light-hearted, jokey movie, but but there is a there is like a poetry to it that makes me wonder whether it's been in production for so long because it's just it maybe it's just a project that has been mm-hmm. developed over a long time. I don't know. Yeah, uh, I wonder. Um, that would be interesting
1: to know because mm-hmm. I actually have no idea if it's kind of like something they've been working on for a long time or if it just came together recently is kind of thrown together thing. Yeah. But I think, I think in either case, like the, the reception of it was, was good. People felt that it was like a good movie overall, which I think basically means like, there's a consensus that this story is coherent, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: And that goes deeper than a lot of people will consciously recognize, probably in our opinion, you know, Mm. like the fact that the story, feels coherent is because it's operating correctly archetypally also or that there's Mm. something that there are you know there are unconscious factors at play that are making the story feel like it resolves something and that you know that um
0: right exactly that's yeah 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 totally totally it resolves
1: yeah and so whether it's one of these chicken and egg things again, I guess like whether it's, whether that's been done with careful deliberate planning, or if it just emerged out of the chaotic creative soup. Mm. um, It's just um, the reception. See, I think the same thing about back to the future, right? Like it was a blockbuster because it communicated with people unconsciously in a way that, that, um attracted everybody to it you know
0: yeah yeah
1: i think it's really hard to hold people's attention for very long with a uh, with kind of consciously architected surface games in artwork you know mm. you can do like and i love that kind of artwork like not to like shit on purely stylistic stuff you know mm. um, mm. um or just like purely abstract stuff even, or, or, or whatever. But, um, and, Mm. but I think ultimately, at least for me, the artwork that keeps me returning to it again and again and again is the artwork that is evocative in a way that, um, makes me feel as if there's something that, I don't know how to say this, like, Sometimes it feels like it's a puzzle that needs to be solved, but it doesn't have to feel that way. I mm. just kind of like art that's visibly like that, you know? Um,
0: yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah, I yeah. Think, I think maybe more to the point is like um... Oh, I don't know what I'm trying to say here. I lost it. No,
0: I... Yeah, I, 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 I like what you said. kind of that, what I'm driving at. Yeah, that, that somehow the... The mainstream reception of it Yeah yeah, ha- yeah has thank you yeah like I like that. It it has to do with the fact that it it feels um it feels right. Maybe it's like whatever struggles people are going through unconsciously, this movie visualizes them. It makes them
1: Yes, well, and here's Mm. the impossible thing, A, is that Mm. (laughs) I'm looking at an image right now that is telling me about that with these buckets on their fucking heads, right? It's like, (laughs) they're kind of telling you, like, this is how to make a movie.
0: (laughs) Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's strange. It's funny because I I wonder what's happening there. It's almost as if you... So it's making me think of recurring dreams. It's almost as if there is this sort of idea that when you uh, understand a recurring dream, it stops recurring. Something Uh is resolved. Uh Interesting. And you understand it, I think, by perceiving the patterns in it or perceiving yes. and the, pat, uh, the the patterns between you and the dream somehow it's inter it's interstatial <laughs> swap uh,
1: dream for trauma and everything you said mm. is just as true note mm. I find that interesting
0: mm. yeah
1: the, the traumas repeat until you notice the pattern and, and resolve it
0: yes yes <laughs> Yes, exactly. It, it, and... It's
1: like it's like bad dreams will find mm. you repetitively in your life, until you sort out your interior in such a way that you stop. Um... I mean, I, I, I'm always a little nervous of this stuff because it starts to sound a little bit like, like you can positive think your way out of cancer or something. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not saying yeah. no bad things no. happen to people because they. Because they deserve it, because they haven't sorted out their psychology or something. I, mm. I don't think it's like that. I just nope. think that it's a sad fact about human beings, though, that we seek out we seek out these repetitions of our traumas. Mm. Um, because we need to experience them, uh, we need to rewind them, mm. we need to experience them again to understand them and to make our peace with them. And if we're repressing that, if, if we're not doing that on the inside, we will unconsciously find a way to do it on the outside. That's all I mean.
0: Exactly. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. No. Better to do it you. on the
1: inside, because it's a bit safer, potentially,
0: mm. than mm-hmm.
1: actually reliving another actual trauma, you know? Yeah. If you if you must do it on the outside, do it in the context of role-play of some kind, you know? Um,
0: yeah. Would be... Yeah. my
1: recommendation <laughs> as a exact. not doctor but just as someone who knows about <laughs> synchronicity though um mm. and the and the tendency of synchronicity to lead you into repetitions of trauma if you're not being honest with your sync practice so yeah just words yeah, wise
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> no and, and and also right and and, and because i think that ah, uh, god yeah no there's so much to that well, well you know dude, I'm uh, just
1: looking at this and like dennis shows up right after that bucket sequence so they they get killed and sent to hell like immediately following the rely on intuition thing i don't know what that does or doesn't modulate for our read of it but just
0: that's an interesting
1: extra fact yeah
0: yeah well, I'm, I'm wondering whether movies like, like this or, or like Back or actually, to the Future... He plays mm. the
1: father here. This is before he kills Bill and Ted, I guess.
0: He's trying to uh-huh. kill Bill and
1: Ted, but he actually... He actually This is where the truck and the dad get sent to hell.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hmm.
1: So, I don't know. Anyway, sorry. Just I, Maybe I will close the movie now because I feel like I'm interrupting the... Natural flow
0: of our ideas; these constant oh no, no injections. no, no no. You've been introducing cool okay stuff. okay. <laughs> uh, no, because I, I, I'm thinking of how these movies, oh, what well, you said before, how they 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 seem to resonate with archetypal content. I have this feeling that they are somehow. Liberating to watch or they're so sort of healing to watch or something that that like they become big blockbusters because somehow they they are like you said I think they are a visualization of trauma <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: exactly.
0: exactly exactly so it's like it's it's drawing you nearer and nearer to uh reducing the amount of uh, trauma that actually occurs in your outer world and increasing the amount of trauma that happens in your symbolic space, which then uh, is, like, helpful (laughs) somehow. Uh, Totally. uh, Yeah, it's funny. It's funny that the... Oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no. No, no. Just that I I love that the the father is killed. Just then, I was just kind of yeah you know, thinking out loud about
1: it. Really funny. Um, I've 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 jumped back to the intro um, montage, and I'm just remembering that Kabbalah is mentioned here, right? Because there's a we're I'm looking at like a like a newspaper clipping, and it says "losing it politics, yoga, Kabbalah fuel the reinvention tour." This is about
0: Bill and Ted no now. yeah no politics
1: way. yoga Kabbalah fuel the reinvention tour and then this is the this is the, the body text it says remember when Bill and Ted and the wild stallions were most triumphant in the past year a lot has happened in rock and roll perhaps someone should tell that to our two aging hipster rock stars this latest effort is possibly the most out of touch attempt at relevancy yet it opens with the title track of still believe in exclamation point no one is still believing short of possibly themselves. And even that I find hard to believe. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that crazy? It's about belief. Losing it. Losing belief.
0: Losing politics
1: it. Yoga, Kabbalah, Fuel the Reinvention Tour. In the past okay, year, wait. a lot has happened in rock and roll. It sounds like 2020. <laughs> wow, this sure has been a crazy year. I don't know.
0: That's crazy because... If there's an actual reference to kabbala then it opens up <laughs> another can of worms which is <laughs> that which is that the the time is 77
1: yeah yeah that's so fucked up
0: and i was watching that all the time thinking that's cool but surely it it isn't a direct reference to the well, lightning bolt of the tree of life
1: i <laughs> just discovered that they place the lightning bolt right at the beginning in the cave art i told you yeah yeah. There's a lightning bolt striking the the phone booth with yeah. the twin red rectangles on it that Mr. N. Rufus lives in. <laughs> and, like, holographically, like, reappears in, in this movie. I love that segment, by the way. It felt like Sink Religion Temple or something. like Like a hollow, holographic Rufus saying be excellent to each other or whatever it is that he says. Mm. I forget. Because it's like a quote, you know? It's like a sacred movie quote as Mm. like sculpture in this religion of the future that's all about time and art. I don't know.
2: (laughs) Right?
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. That's crazy. Because if they are... If they're not only joking with the Kabbalah thing, like if they're actually interested in In mysticism and stuff like that which it it doesn't seem unlikely that they would for some reason uh, then it would be really funny if the the choice of time for the song that saves the world is 77 on purpose because Mm. of (laughs) Kabbalah (laughs) it's so funny we're bridging this weird like um, gap between like in the past whenever people did this on purpose, people would only interpret it in, like, an evil conspiracy theory kind of way. Right. And But this is, like, two, like, stoner artists who are into Kabbalah, like us, basically, right? Yeah, it's like, totally. If that's the case, if that's the case. But it it, it grants it more of a... It's like a friendly conspiracy <laughs> movie.
1: Okay, well, check this out, dude. I'm just reading about the marketing. Um, this says... Mm. Um, a teaser, uh, sorry, a new poster and a trailer was released on June 9th, twenty twenty, unofficially referred to by fans as Bill and Ted Day, because the dates digits six and nine make up the duo's favorite number sixty nine, from the first film. Mm. So that's like a, uh, yeah, like a like a secret code, you know. That's like deep movie trivia like and it's it's not something that's like
0: Uh uh-huh yes the
1: first film like it's it's something that fans made up right Mm. because 69 it's like a bunch of running jokes in bill and ted you know so like fans were like okay june 9th is going to be bill and ted day and so then they they like they canonized it they took this thing that emerged out of the fan culture and they made it canon but they did it with a with a coincidence they just happened to put out the poster in the trailer on that day Mm. i don't think they said anything about it they just let that sit as a as a sink that seems like the kind of thing that we would do (laughs) that's like one step away from like optimizing the length of your movie to be two hours and 37 minutes or something you know
0: (laughs) (laughs) yes yes yeah, Ah, oh, fuck. I need to look up the Wikipedia again. <laughs> <laughs> <I> lo- <laughs> That's
1: like a very fitting like description of the symptom of our disease, you know. Oh fuck, <laughs> I open like a hundred Wikipedia tabs right now. <laughs> I have to. You don't understand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not like a normal Wikipedia obsession. This is like the high octane religious Wikipedia obsession. <laughs> Self-flagellation of of internet addictions.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh fuck. No, I just want to look at the release date. It's it's August. It's August twenty eighth. Um, I I can't see anything immediately. It's eight to eight, but apart from the like. Um... Well,
1: eight to eight is like what happens if you take seven one seven, which is the time in the movie, and like add one to every digit. Mm-hmm.
0: So there's. that funny fuck it's
1: another palindrome oh and look <laughs> at this 7.17pm at mp 46 so the ah. pm and mp are like mirror units.
0: oh fuck of course right that's it yeah I, I like that in any case <laughs> PM. Well, yeah, yeah,
1: PM and MP. MP. How interesting. Well, like, what's the opposite of PM? It, it would be like AM. So this is like mm. night and morning. It is like a little opposite.
2: Mm.
0: Mirror
1: opposite twin thing. A little implicitly there or something. Yeah. And then 717 is like a mirror. And then 828 is another mirror form. And, mm. uh, and yeah, 7 plus 1 is 8 one plus one is two so yeah it's like one, one operation away from that other number it's funny and then it's interstate
2: 210
1: mm. uh, which I don't know anything about the interstates 210 210 210 210 doesn't mean anything to me it does it mean anything to you
0: no, no, not not immediately no. Oh fuck, I did notice though. I can I, I it was a silly detail. I think their the the house number on their house was something like 123 or something. It was just it was like a kind of sequence or I can't oh, remember now. Oh
1: shit. Forgot. Oh fuck, yeah. All the house numbers. Those those attract my eyeballs every time I mm-hmm. watch
0: this. Um, <laughs> I can't remember. It, it, it.
1: It's like a lot of it when the daughters are talking to the... dot. Da- uh, it's three daughters in this scene. Ah!
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's weird. That's a big right. number whirlpool in the middle of this movie with all these house numbers. And it's literally <laughs> like a circle. It's like a cul-de-sac with all these vehicles parked there. Mm. And it's like three daughters. Like the two... Like Bill and Ted's daughters, and then the daughter, then Rufus's daughter. Yeah. Uh, one twenty-two. This number I see here. One twenty. That probably mm. means one twenty-one is around here, <laughs> somewhere, mm. as well. Um, also, this is a strange image. Like the the house stones look like graves to me. I don't know if you know what I'm talking oh. about. It's like things in front of the houses that they look just like gravestones, though. The, 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 they have the house numbers on them.
0: What minute are you? Oh,
1: <laughs> I'm at uh, 26 minutes and, like, nine seconds. Oh,
0: yeah. They do look like tombstones. Yeah, that's funny. Okay. <laughs> so it's yeah. like
1: tombstones and the three witches and mm. A yeah. big circle with vehicles and then like a magic, it's like a magic number circle too. I really feel like this is an anima-like controlled area of the film.
0: This is crazy because uh, like Rufus's daughter Parks, God, I can't remember her name. Um I'll look up. I am DB. <laughs> it's funny how we're, <laughs> we're doing the same thing. The movie is telling us. Oh like, God, we are kind of interconnecting. Like, um,
1: yo, let's just but, let's, let's send a copy of this on cassette to Alex Winter. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Kelly, okay. I
1: if listen to it, um. Kelly, Kelly, Kelly. Okay. So
0: I, I'm just thinking. I love that she's uh writing this, like, this time machine gets parked exactly in the center of this cul-de-sac. Sure.
1: Yeah, I know. It's so weird.
0: Like, it like, gets parked like,
1: right layer pod thing, idea. Womb thing. It's
0: well, so it, it, it's, it's. I love the fact that it's suddenly, they they act in this movie as if, as if um. that's the other thing. The The fucking phone booth is a museum piece. It's not really supposed to be ridden, right? It's like That's a, right,
2: that's right. Yeah.
0: It's an obsolete uh model. The new model is like an egg.
1: <laughs> totally. That's interesting. Yeah.
0: Egg Eggman.
2: <laughs> no, oh no. Oh shit. <laughs> um,
0: uh but Yeah. Well,
1: okay. We've now talked about almost everything except for kind of the main through line, which is Bill and Ted confronting all of these permutations of themselves.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, oh, right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
1: So it, right in the middle of it, it's alchemical, like 100%. It can't, mm-hmm. It's pure, like, talking to other versions of yourself in order to fix yourself. Because it actually happens explicitly in the context of group therapy, like, <laughs> is psychological, like.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can I just say something? Like, uh I remember when. You, okay, you know that you said that the movie Us, um yes. that that horror movie, uh, yes. It, it ends. <laughs> this is kind of a complete. That is a
1: COVID <laughs> movie, in my opinion. Like. Mm. I don't know if there's explicit precog in it exactly. I kind of think there is maybe in some ways, but um, but just the tone of it, it's like, it's, you know, it reminds me of like Nosferatu in relation to like the world war, you know, like, it's just like that movie signaled like a coming darkness. I don't know. It Maybe that's just coincidental, but like, it just in hindsight, that movie makes more sense to me somehow. I don't know. Do you know what I mean?
0: Well, I, I keep I, I guess I keep thinking of it because it ends with this enormous image of like Earth covered by Red a straw. Right. <laughs> like the virus. And And it's, it's uh, people joining hands. Yeah. So it has this...
1: Spreading it, disease. <laughs>
0: And, and, Touching, you know? Right, and it has a sort of, not exactly kumbaya, but it has this thing of like the final, the climax is like everyone united somehow.
1: Oh, I see what you mean. It is like a dark compliment to the Bill and Ted
0: idea. Because I, I, I'm sure I've seen this in other recent films where somehow the climax is like a lot of people sort of together which which is amazing considering covid because these are exactly the kind of things like the end of bill and ted is impossible well, totally now, right right you wouldn't have that kind of a thing no true So it, it's acquired quite like a spiritual meaning to watch that it's like yes whoa, people in the street like i mean of course it happened during the protests and everything but but uh no, absolutely but, but that, just the enjoyment of like a music festival and stuff like that
1: you know did you re- you remember the, the 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 rabbits in us
0: mm, yeah kind of vaguely They're there are just these
1: shots of these rabbits in cages mm. and the rabbits are released and stuff like rabbits are like that's about vaccines those were the first mm. model this was the first animals to be used in like I think the rabies vaccine was developed using rabbits, and like, is it hmm. really, us is weird, man. It's, <laughs> I think it really and, anticipated the virus. Um,
0: and it, it it's weird because it's another one that's very, like, it's funny. These fucking movies, man. It's explicitly about sync, like, yes, because yes. it makes reference to, uh, eleven eleven. Yep. That's so and funny to me.
1: And it yeah. opens with with a shot of the World Trade Center. <laughs> mm. It's the Twin Towers on on the T V. It's like one of the very first things we see in that movie. You know? It mm. it, it almost feels like again, like like people know our content somehow. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Making
1: some little nod, just this crazy internet thing, just, you know? <sighs> just just as like a joke maybe, or who knows? I don't know.
0: <laughs> I... I I don't know. I mean, I I know you mean. I I have thought of that, but like, yeah, it's so... The
1: Twin Towers thing, because it's just like 11-11 and then he's picked the big visual 11 that happens Mm. to be a thing that the modern synchronicity universe is obsessed with. That's just a true fact. Like,
2: Mm.
1: synchromysticism is a Wikipedia article, dude. You can read about us on Wikipedia. (laughs) Mm, mm. And it, it mentions Joe's film and all that, you know? I don't think it's so far-fetched that uh, an enterprising, cool, young director um, might do something like that. I don't know. But it also fits in the COVID precog thing, because it's just telling Mm. you, big disaster in New York City, something to do with rabbits, and red dots covering a sphere, and touching, and isolation, (laughs) <laughs> and fear of your neighbors, etc. You know, it's it's a big like gestalt mm, yeah. picture of of the shifts.
0: Well, so it's true that um, what I'm finding fascinating about a, a lot of these recent movies is that uh, so many of the movies we've been watching are about sync, and it almost seems like a joke to say that because you know it seems ridiculous to say that but but the problem is that they are about they sync are. <laughs> in, in, yeah. in but in in a specific in the sense that i could you could show this movie to someone else to an, to someone who isn't a sync head and they could also probably say that this is a movie out of sync in the in the pop culture kind of sense
1: 100% i mean in, in us it's super explicit they talk about coincidences and stuff you know
0: yeah Exactly. So even people who don't believe in that, but but know the pop culture phenomenon of 1111 and stuff like that, would be like, oh, this movie is making reference to synchronicity.
1: Well, yeah, there is this whole show, um, was it on HBO? I'm trying to remember what it's called now. Um, That was like about synchronicity. Um, Oh, right. I wish I could remember what it was called. It only had one, um, um, Tim Robbins was in it. I can probably search for it that way. Um, uh, here and now (laughs) here and now is 2018. And it's like, it's really, it's really about synchronicity. Like it, it has a character that notices numbers on clocks and then he Mm. starts having visions and (laughs) they're like precognitive sometimes, um, in strange ways and then that same character is like making a video game and the, the character in the video game starts like speaking to him. Like, mm. like it really, it's, it's yeah. not just like lightly using it as a gimmick. It's like the mm. whole show was about it. um. Mm. And unfortunately it was panned. Like critics hated it. um, mm. And I don't think it the ratings were that good. Um, um, mm. I think people were very excited for it because it was, it was, it was, like, it's made by Alan Ball, you know, who did American beauty and.
0: and oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Um, cool. Um, nice.
1: and I, so I watched here and now with my family, like with my mom and dad, um, mm. cause it, that 2018 overlapped when I was living in West Virginia. And, uh, um, it was like, I thought it was great. And it, and it totally helped, like, kind of, I don't know, like, mainstream the idea of this stuff to my parents. I think.
0: Uh huh. Interesting, right? Yeah. Because
1: here's here's kind of like a like a, I don't know like a big media representation of something that's happening in the culture. Mm. It's about mm-hmm. us, actually. Isn't that weird? There's a big TV show about us. <laughs>
0: Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: I mean, I should say it's like an ensemble cast show. There are a number of plot lines ongoing in it, and this particular character, who's a sinkhead, is just one of the plot lines. Um, Mm. However, the synchronicity issue is like the meta plot line of the show because all the Mm. other stories start having little bleed throughs of the synchronicity stuff happening with this other character. You know, Mm. it's it's pretty cool in that way.
2: Mm -hmm. Anyway,
1: sorry, big digression there, but uh, uh, I just, uh, yeah, I completely agree that, like, there really is a self-conscious synchronicity, like, interest developing in the arts and in in pop culture. Um,
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: In some ways, I think it's just kind of inevitable as, like, an, an idea that was left behind a little bit. It's mm. some, it seems novel, again, and it's, it's, it's ripe to be explored, at least yeah. in fiction and so on. People are just looking for creative ways to build stories. Christopher Nolan is making action movies about bullets that travel backwards through time. Like, you know, that's the moment <laughs> we're in. <laughs> so synchronicity is an obvious, uh, obvious aesthetic fit for a culture that is increasingly interested in temporal aesthetics. I think, in some yeah.
0: way, yeah. Well, and I think also like that a lot of people I know um, who, in the past, in high school, in primary school, whatever, let's say high school, were never into anything magical, and hmm. and now, like, I'm I'm discovering people acquaintances from from way back in my past who now are into. Um, Astrology or, or different kinds of of oh, interesting that's shamanic cool. I, I can I can I get this sense that the notion that you could take coincidences seriously is like percolating <laughs> in yes. in a certain part of the culture, uh, yeah
1: now I really. I think we could talk for a long time probably speculating as to why that might be. Mm -hmm. Because I really never have any idea um, where to even begin.
2: Mm.
1: Do we think that this is a result of a pressure from the depths, you know? Mm. Or is it more of a just a passing fad uh or something else or i don't know
0: it's funny cuz um so i have a friend who's not into this stuff at all um and but i really it's funny cuz he uh i really like his perspective on this um it offers like a an insight into it that i i like which is that somehow moments of crisis moments of like oh shit you know the environment is collapsing uh uh you know every single president sucks or you know, stuff like that um is m- sort of moments of basically of material of of instability in 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 the in in the material situation of the culture and social situation all that uh, lead to kind of a, a really big desire to find meaning in patterns, I think, or in in places. So that, that like, and obviously, you know, the, the that's how certain people describe things like witch burnings or the the rise of of fascism and stuff like that. That that you, in moments of ah. of crisis, you ah. you you want something to like simplify the situation. The situation is filled with just too many complex variables, and you want to find patterns between those variables so that you can look at not the variables themselves, but like the meta variables, the archetypal. <laughs>
2: Yes.
0: Uh, so of course, okay, the, the, okay. the the cynical perspective of the on this is that that this is just a, an absolute escapism. But I find it interesting because that outlook, if you take it in a less cynical way, is that precisely in a in a sort of shamanic kind of sense, moments of great ordeal just sort of like push this. Like, pattern perception. Maybe you just become desperate for patterns or something. I don't know. You just really... It intensifies your your pattern-seeking, and then you find so patterns.
1: <laughs> this really... What you said there really links this mm-hmm. back to something I was thinking about earlier in the week. I shot a little bit of video about it, but it kind of petered out or something. I don't know. I, I might have to redo it or something. Or maybe mm-hmm. I'll just talk about it now. I don't know. Um, But I was so I was thinking about... um. I hope I can pull this off now, like articulate this and connect it back to what you what you just said. <laughs> this is a bit of a complicated, this, um, struggling to keep it in my head, actually. Uh, uh, also I'm just tired and hungry. That might be part of it. Um, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do want to try to, I'll try to make this brief though. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was thinking about disgust mm. as a, as an experience, you know, mm. um, because I've noticed that I'm just way less grossed out by stuff, um, mm. like, across the board in my life these days. Um, yeah. Part of it might be, like, living in New York. New York is, like, filthy. <laughs> it's like a, it's, it's a gross city. Like, there's just rats and bugs everywhere and, like, <laughs> garbage everywhere and, like, you know. Um, mm. So I just, maybe that's desensitized me a little bit. I also think, like, the, the pandemic kind of burned me out on that kind of ideation, you know worrying about being clean and stuff like i just i just i just got so like consumed by it that it it somehow just like i like transcended it in some way
0: (laughs) yeah yeah i I think so too yeah
1: don't worry about it anymore um um but so but also just like in my like i've noticed like in other like kind of silly ways like when I was a little kid, like I really didn't like certain foods and like whole categories of foods because I thought they were too slimy, or they were too sour, mm-hmm. they were too this or that. But then as you grow older, your taste widens, you know. And mm. like today, I love I like I love sushi, which would have grossed me the fuck out as a five-year-old, you know.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: And and what is being grossed out, right? Well, it's like it's like a body sensation, um, that I think. Relates to the idea of like things getting into your body that might hurt it, that might poison it through what you're eating.
0: Uh huh. Yes.
1: um, Um, or that might infect it if it's like a parasite or a virus or something like that. Um, and so I was looking at the etymology of disgust, and it turns out that it actually, um, it actually comes from the like the French gust, which is like taste. So it is mm. distaste, like, um, ah. so yes. like, then we, we like, we metaphorize it, obviously, so it's not strictly about taste, like, mm. we, we, we use that idea to describe people's preferences for all kinds of things. Mm. Um, mm. And people can find anything disgusting, right? It doesn't have to be like a, a spoiled piece of food. You might find someone's behavior disgusting in an ethical sense or something, mm. but yeah. But 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 it's derived, or at least we seem to reserve it for stimuli that evoke in us a visceral feeling of body rejection. Get that out of me. And yeah. if you look at the faces people make. It's the face of a bad smell, or it's the face of a, of something in their mouth that they would like. Or people, when they're grossed out, even if it's in a kind of a, a moral sense, will often make like a puking gesture. As if they're going to throw up. As if they're mm. going to expunge it from their body, you know? expel the toxin you know
0: that's funny Um, yeah 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 so
1: that's what disgust is but then i was thinking and i i'm interested to see what you think about this um Mm. i was thinking that like disgust seems to be a really primary way that things like fascism Mm. get people they whip up disgust for the other um Mm. and that's super clear with like nazi germany right because the jews were described as like a pestilence and like Mm. a vermin and yes. uh, one drop of bad blood and you know, all this kind of mm. stuff, you know? Mm. Um, yeah. Uh, but so the interesting thing about individuation is that I think it's making unconscious tastes conscious. Mm. It's like as we grow and develop and integrate unconscious content, there is manifestly a process of taste widening mm. and more things that you find tasteful is the same thing as meaning less things that you find distasteful, i.e. disgusting.
0: Uh-huh. So is a
1: sense in which the individuation process, by increasing your taste, your palate, mm. by increasing the number of things you can identify with, basically, mm. uh, and appreciate in some yeah. kind of way, um, reduces the possibility of experiencing this thing we call disgust, which might have the... the, the property, then, of immunizing you against things like fascism that would prey Mm. on your disgust in order to
0: gain fuck Good point. And, doesn't that seem to be,
1: in a way, what Bill and Ted is saying? Because this is a widening of taste to include all art throughout all points in space-time. Right? It's all part of the big song. Maximum individuation. You can appreciate every authentic expression of human yeah. imagination
2: um, yeah.
1: and that ultimate union with the imagination prevents the possibility of a dystopic draconian government that might be collapsing space-time which is kind of what <laughs> this film gestures towards with this weird future government that seems really great but uh-oh isn't it, it ends up trying to kill the prophets and all, you know, all this stuff
0: god um, fuck yeah <laughs> And
1: all, yeah, all that—it's all very uh, Ghostbusters too, as well. With Vigo, Vigo is the big symbol of fascism, and then it's the yeah. art museum. The Statue of Liberty just to liberate the art museum.
0: Um, oh man! <laughs> Holy shit! Mm-hmm. This movie is so. <laughs> <complicated>. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck! I love it though. I, absolutely. It, no, it's just like it's crazy, man. Because like I've been really. Like like we've been talking, I've been syncing a lot with the museum, the idea of the museum, the art museum. Gosh, me um, too.
1: Yeah, it's back in a big way that one.
0: It, it, yeah. Uh, and fuck, that's crazy because a museum is that kind of a place. Is a place where you see art from different times and different places.
1: <laughs> that's true, yeah. The museum is like a transtemporal art church already. It's just what, what an art museum is
0: that's crazy and and as a like as a personal kind of like um addition to that uh my personal relationship with museums as an as an archetype in my dreams is very connected to disgust because uh usually the, the way it happens is whenever a museum appears in my dreams it is a place where something is shown that I find difficult to uh to Wow,
1: dude, your dreams are amazing. That's so <laughs> straight up. Like, I love that. What an al- that's such an alchemical dream. Like <laughs> it's like an art I... it's like an art showcase of shadow mm. content. It's mm. been so cool. Wow.
0: Yeah. And I loved what you, what you said was really, I really like what you said about identifying because I think that, yeah, that's the thing. I, I hadn't realized that, but like somehow the weird thing is that the person showcasing this art tends to be in my dreams, uh, the anima. <laughs> so some sort uh-huh. of, a, oh
1: perfect. Wow.
0: Yeah. Uh, some sort of, a f- feminine, um, figure and, and usually, it's it's that's the thing. It almost seems as if the dream is really like wanting that to happen, that confrontation to happen, and it's wanting it almost in the same way. I'm going to make a weird analogy here. It's almost like if you if you like push a balloon underwater, and then you, then you let it go, the balloon wants to like rise up to the surface. Um, <laughs> it it. it it feels that kind of a want. It's almost like in a completely like... Uh, like just an inevitability of like... Uh, whenever I focus on my dreams, they somehow want to take me towards something that is difficult to look at. Mm. Uh, and I I get this feeling that really, like you say, that is like somehow... Part of the inoc- inoculation process.
1: Your uh, inoculum.
0: Whoa! Yeah, ab- yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, that's crazy. Um, no, I really like what you said about like uh, that, that. Somehow, it's funny. This weird, like, biological uh, residue in our symbols about disgust that that the body is still i mean that's the the crazy thing about symbol as a thing right that that there is this aspect to it that harkens back to deep old structures like you will you will put on a face of actual physical disgust when encountering symbols that you find disgusting
1: yes well in, in fact we just had an <laughs> we had an example of that in real time just you know, about right. an hour and a half ago or something on this very show, because I, I was uh, I was trying to articulate a feeling that I had. Right. I was just like, when I look at these areas of these films, I feel like I'm spinning around a funnel or something. Mm-hmm. But actually, that was like a metaphor for uncertainty that I had experienced in my body. <laughs> oh, you know. Yeah. Wow.
0: Absolutely. Because because
1: yeah. spinning around the black hole a black hole is 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 related to ideas of entropy and mm-hmm. and entropy is one way to think about it is uncertainty and uh and so when i when I look at parts of movies where there are there are like things that seem to be signals like they seem to be saying something but they're saying something ambiguous that keeps flip flopping or they're saying contradictory things that seem like they can't both be true those mm-hmm generate this feeling in my stomach but that feeling is about an informational fact there's nothing physical going on there it's just uh yeah but but the kind of feeling it it generates isn't just any old feeling it's a feeling that symbolizes the actual issue to do with that
0: information (laughs) (laughs) yeah 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 like like, i'm
1: rotating around a flip-flopping question mark you know Mm. Yeah, crazy.
0: Yeah, like you're being like thrown around, some like you're falling down a ravine or something. Yes,
1: (laughs) and I know you had this experience too. Like, like you can feel Mm. there are parts of the movie where I mean, this is so hard to describe. I think to people that aren't sink heads, I guess, but like Mm. there are parts of the movie where you can like feel the depth, like, Mm. like, like almost like you could fall into the picture. It can be that. Physical, you know, mm. Mm. but it's about the depth of organization of the archetypes. I think, you I know, it's yeah. like the, it's like the yeah. depth of the, you know, we, we were talking about this on one of our prior episodes, like temporal depth being metaphorized as a feeling of vertigo in the body when,
0: mm. yeah. Yeah, and it's funny how in Bill and Ted, this future world, I couldn't help noticing that it's filled with water. Yes, it's this oh, water. enormous, it's this enormous like weird futuristic structure, but there's so much water there, um, which I find funny because in in other kinds of futuristic movies, the future is depicted as a very dry, just metallic kind of place, metal yeah, and neon. True. And here, it's like water, is a big part of it, um. And I don't know. I'm just thinking of like, reflect the reflectiveness of water, and
1: yeah, no, it yeah. it makes me think right away of Atlantis. Just image a- this. it's like yes, a totally city, totally you know,
0: totally um, yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah yeah um, which we we've both been like yeah very like let's of, of,
1: of Aquarius, you know. Like this is a movie that involves the planets and stuff, so I feel like it's fair to be like zodiacal with the with the water thing and say <laughs> that it's about the future Aquarian age or something.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which which is funny because that's the thing, right? But I I, I, I must admit I, I haven't read much about the conjunction, but I think that certain astrologers are framing it as like um as a marker in the road to like, you know, as a, as a big, cause I think it, Saturn is moving out of Capricorn and into Aquarius
1: marker in the road. Very, very that was very excellent. <laughs> Most excellent. Um, one would say. That was not so excellent. I, my apologies. <laughs> but was it meta excellent? Cause I did my trick at the end and then called attention to it. I don't
0: know. Exactly. We'll <laughs> Meta excellent.
1: Oh, oh, you didn't just do that. <laughs> Shit. Send, hey. that, send that one to Will if he ever does a Bill and Ted episode.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, God, fuck yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole disgust thing is is important. I agree, and I I think that's why this movie is so cool because, um, freaked, is such a like uh. whoa. Um,
1: it it it. Yeah, it hits you in your body a lot. It's trying mm, to push that disgust button a lot. (laughs) mm, mm.
0: Yeah. So it it feels like Bill and Ted is is, that's what gives it this cool like calmness or something because it's a movie that's made by artists who have uh, done art that tackles uh, darker shadow subjects so the inoculation that that provided is in this movie (laughs) yes or something
1: you know what partially why i think this movie is so cool i I guess it's just because it wasn't as clear before but there is always kind of a sense in which bill and ted it, it, it was kind of like not a stoner comedy but stoner philosophy movie you know
2: mm, yeah but
1: like the first movie brings socrates into it you know
2: mm.
1: and like part of the joke is like they're these like obvious kind of like metalhead potheads <laughs> but yeah, then they like yeah. but then they like they speak like shakespearean characters kind of <laughs> which <laughs> is why it's so funny that they then marry the princesses from medieval like you, you know mm. like it all kind of works together as this big joke but like but so so there's kind of the promise in it of, like, something that the third movie... Like, the second movie then shows you that you weren't wrong about because it gets heavily philosophical with mm. God and the devil and all this stuff, you know? Um, but then the third movie feels like an original piece of, like... I don't know, like, like, like I, we were drawing the obvious connections yeah. to Terrence McKenna and stuff. Like, I suppose it is all kind of derivative in that way, but still, like, it it yeah. has the feeling of like a wise Bill and Ted who actually became philosophers making a movie about psychedelic topics, you know? Yeah, which makes yeah. the whole movie feel like a kind of psychedelic stone tablet from these characters these like gods but that's just what it shows you at the beginning with the with the the image of bill and ted in the stone it's it's perfectly meta gem
0: yeah absolutely it's like it's their philosophical comment Yes. uh, Yes. whereas maybe the the first two movies are like commentaries on other things yes yes Other traditions, this seems like, oh, this is our kind of idea or something. (laughs) Yeah, I Uh, agree. It's really cool,
2: yeah.
0: (laughs) It's funny, man. I I, I've been okay, so I I there's just uh, just a few things. (laughs) Oh yeah, go for it. I've been reading a Buddhist philosophy recently and, and one thing I find really interesting is how sometimes it is also spoken that, <laughs> that meditating uh, like people who have meditated for a long time stuff comes into awareness while you're meditating That that is is difficult to look at um, usually the kind of stuff that I've been reading about is people who say that after meditating for a long time during meditation, just like past embarrassments and past mistakes kind of come up or things. Uh, Yeah. Just, just general kind of stuff from your life that you don't usually want to look at. It just comes up. And I find that very interesting how, uh, this process of, of, um, of being, In the, that's the thing that that being in the present moment, uh, sort of make it like the balloon under the water, it kind of like that stuff just sort of rises up. (laughs) Uh, and that movies and stuff like that, and and, and that's the thing that it's not just meditation, right? Like, like that, all this stuff. Every person, every individual gets into the zone in their own way and the and it's like being in the zone makes this stuff rise up. Uh I don't know, I just I find it funny because it's such a it's such a contradiction, right? That it's precisely the stuff that you have been avoiding um is the stuff that is going to save you <laughs> somehow. Yes. Um I don't know.
1: Well, and there's there's indication to that in the film, you know, because like mm. the wives are explicitly on a like a time safari to like look at their relationship under a microscope, right, and like mm. decide do we really want to stay in this relationship once we see the full like inter. Whoa dimensional unity of it factored out across the whole time span of it you know
0: yeah that's crazy yeah
1: and in a way bill and ted are doing the same thing they're they're mm. looking at themselves at these different stages of their lives trying to yeah find the song that connects it all maybe it's part of a metaphor there too like the thread that shows your life to be a coherent story in the end.
2: Mm.
1: Mm. Um, some things don't make sense till the end of the story that's what they're looking for they're looking for the thing that will make it make sense the song at the end that makes everything that came before right
0: <laughs> the, meaning is, meaning. the meaning of meaning
1: meaning of meaning which love that which binds that's us funny. through time <laughs> so it is saying it's saying that love is the thing that makes time travel possible it's the flux capacitor the power of love. It's the same thing that Back to the Future is saying.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Love powers synchronicity. I guess we all know that, right?
2: Mm.
1: Ah, but what kind of love? There are so many kinds. Mm. 9-11 seemed to have been like a bloodlust love. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Trauma and love are related
0: Mm. right no. why they're
1: related because when you fall in love you're falling in love initially with a projection and then that projection Mm. inevitably is removed and when it's removed it's traumatic to confront the real human being instead of the anima or Mm. the
0: animals yeah
1: a lot of relationships don't survive that they last three or four months and then you realize it was all projection and it falls Mm. apart
0: Yeah. yeah 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 It's, it's funny I was thinking again about the whole 9/11 thing recently because of movies I've been watching and uh, it's it is interesting how um, it's it's this of course is a whole other topic but it's just so weird how pre 911 big like big buildings exploding are something that you know, it's something that people want to see in movies, right? It's something that, uh, that people yeah. want in action movies. And I, I know we, like, we've spoken about this before, that, that probably part of the great trauma of, of big um, tragedies, uh, traumatic events of all kinds in the world, is probably the, that that kind of image, the image of something exploding, is something that you had at some point enjoyed as as like, like yeah. in this case, it's as an action movie. Like wow, great! A um, um, uh, building exploding. So it's like this yeah. weird. Con- it's the conjunction of like, fuck. A part of me loves these kinds of images of exploding and violence, and 100%. a part of me, yeah. Yeah, 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 And then another part of me doesn't. Another part yeah. of me, and 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 then both parts are like uh, having to confront each other. Or, uh, yeah. It's weird. Yeah,
1: see, my, my thesis is that almost everybody who watched 9-11 happen live suffered kind of a moral injury from that, you know? Mm. Um, right. Moral injury is the term that's given to, like, people that commit atrocities during war and then have to deal with that later. Uh-huh. Um, and the moral injury is precisely that we enjoyed watching that on some level. Mm-hmm. yeah everybody every human being enjoyed it cuz every human being likes a good spectacle that's right, why every a... blockbuster has buildings blowing up it's universally enjoyed that's like one yeah. of our favorite songs big thing blowing up we use that yeah. to celebrate events when we launch fireworks into the sky etcetera etc cetera, yes et
0: cetera. yeah exactly
1: everybody exactly. loved it 9/11 was a great tv show and mm-hmm. everyone has guilt about that therefore and everyone is in the yeah. basically just denying that
0: forever you know yeah yeah Um, which then that's the thing right then that perpetuates like if you're denying the existence of that love within you the 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 recurring dream is going to happen again and again in 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 physical form
1: (laughs) until you admit that you love it
0: Mm. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <On some level. laughs> it's weird. Yeah, that's that's very strange. Yeah. The way how physical phenomena echoes dream phenomena. Um yes. at different levels of consciousness. Uh yeah, I don't know. Mm. There okay so <laughs> <laughs> um okay so i don't know I, I i think like we're both probably hungry and and going to have some food now but i'm just I, I'm, I'm sorry i i just i want to at least open up a topic from bill and ted we don't need to talk about it today um okay. it's just there's something about this movie that i i'm just uh, intrigued wait, by wait which is the...
1: break and eat and do like a second Half, you know, I've, <laughs> you're, you're
0: dead. right? Uh, actually, like I, I can, I can really feel myself already. Like, I'm, I'm reaching the end of my okay, energy okay. in a sense. Yeah,
2: yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, it's late there, it, right? Well, not, not, not really. There it's right. like eight, eight thirty. But um, well, wait, whatever. Oh, it's,
1: right. it's early afternoon
0: here, so I'm like mm. bubbling with energy, but yeah. But uh, no, I'm just. We, uh, again, like it, it can talk about it some other time. I'm just really confused by the by the appearance of cameos. Like it's almost like Dave Grohl and Kit Cuddy. Oh man, yeah, um, I forgot about Grohl. It. It's funny. <laughs> there's something because I, I at first I was like, oh, that's just a silly cameo. But I think that the the cameos can be read as part of the plot as as real <laughs> actors from the real world in the fake world. So there's like a weird um, oh, I, think I, I see. The,
1: I see. That's part of the space-time collapse.
2: You
0: think? Yeah, I'm. I'm really intrigued by reading the cameos in that's this movie like as actual, actual plot devices. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, but anyway, so, so wait, that's, how, that's yeah. how
1: many cameos are there? Is it just Cuddy and Dave Grohl?
0: I think it's just Cuddy and Dave Grohl. Uh, that's yeah, the both a, the two I remember. Yeah. yeah. So. And and then Cuddy becomes Jesus. Like, there's this whole thing. <laughs>
1: Yeah. I really well, and Dave Grohl kind of looks like Jesus, I don't know, I think.
0: Yes, I right. But yeah, yeah.
1: And he exists referentially close to Kurt Cobain, who's totally like some grunge Jesus.
0: Oh, and this is a silly idea, but Dave Grohl was Satan in Tenacious D. Oh, he it? yeah,
1: totally. Yeah, yeah.
0: So it's but, like Jesus and Satan. <laughs>
1: Oh, God, it is kind of like that. How weird.
0: <laughs> anyway, yeah, I don't well, know. So
1: Dave Grohl shows up, right? The, the, the One of the pairs of me's are
0: mm.
1: posing as successful rock stars mm. by, like, hiding out in Dave Grohl's house, right?
2: <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> That's so funny, because they're like, Dave Grohl! Like, they're so happy to see him. <laughs> and then Dave Grohl is just like, what, who are you and why are you in my house or something like that? <laughs> really funny. Um, <laughs> um. But so, and is it like, are they playing them? Is it Dave Grohl's song that they're trying to pass off as their own too? Is that the implication?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think it is. Yeah. 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 the they've just stolen one of Dave Grohl's tapes and or CDs and are uh, like. <laughs> Um,
1: so that that part there is all about deceit, like, because mm-hmm. Bill and Ted are in costumes explicitly, like, mm-hmm. hiding their bald head and their fat guts, like, yeah. trying to seem like these successful artists. mm. Mm-hmm. I don't know I'm just trying to think in terms of like what might this cameo mean you know that's the context yeah I'm um,
0: like I'll, I'll have to think about it some more but I'm just very intrigued by how the the point at which they appear like Dave Grohl appearing um before they get sent to hell and as a I don't know I'm just thinking of the the weird see, ways in the, which the, the
1: deceiver of course so that, mm. that does kind of go together
0: But, yeah, I guess, yeah, I'm just sort of opening it up. uh, Tuddy
1: gets swapped with Christ. And then he's the one who delivers all of these, like, Mm. little... Teachings. Lore dumps, yeah, about quantum mechanics and so on.
0: Yeah, and uh, it's funny, exactly. It's almost as if... um, Exactly, there's this thing happening where it's almost as if Kit Cuddy has... Because he has traveled back in time, knows these things. Because <laughs> Yeah. Right. Because, and I'm not sure if this is the implication that's being made, but it's almost as if because he's been swapped with Jesus, he has somehow absorbed Jesus' knowledge or Jesus's. Oh uh, I see.
1: Oh yeah, no, that does kind of make sense. Yeah, yeah.
0: Like he, he so that now he can he Well and Jesus, Jesus how, is yeah. the
1: Jesus is the son. And Kid Cudi is the the kid. So. The kid,
0: yeah. Funny, yeah. I don't know. Interesting. He, like... I don't know. I don't know anything about Kid Cudi or Dave Grohl as, like... Like, I don't know what possible references are being made to them as people. Like, maybe Kid Cudi raps about, uh, like, quantum mechanics stuff. I, I I really... I don't know. Like, maybe yeah, there's I some...
1: actually... I actually don't know Kid Cudi's music mm. that much, um, but uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then the the fact that they like they're going through time.
1: He says at what? Like, sorry, he says at one point like, uh, they're like he's like they're talking about historical figures, and he says like, I'm pretty sure I am one now. You know,
0: mm, remember that line? Mm. That? Like,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. But. But I definitely had like a tingle when he said that, because I was like, "Yeah, I'm pretty sure you are too, dude. Like, mm. you're in this movie that's like, holy movie, you know? Mm. <laughs> Kid Cuddy is yeah. now written into like the 9/11 like sync web, <laughs> so he is a historical figure." Yeah, um, I know that's not how that joke is intended to work, obviously, but
0: no, no, totally. Like, I, I, I think a that. Uh... Way. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. I think that there's some... That's the thing I find interesting about the cameos in this movie. I think that they are making... They are making reference to cameo itself as a practice or something. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. Exactly.
0: Because the producers of this movie, like the daughters of Bill and Ted, they're going out into the world and they're they're grabbing a musician and they're putting it in their movie. (laughs) Yes. The same way that... uh, I don't know.
1: Yeah. The same way that the space-time collapse is just... Mm. Pl- plucking people out of their out of one context and dumping them into another
2: mm. Yeah, so it,
1: it is like it is sort of suggesting that like synchronicity is like a cameo it's like a space time cameo <laughs> it's like this thing from somewhere else showing up somewhere it shouldn't or something mm-hmm. weird like that or like a, a quote yeah. with meaning after all mm-hmm. the movie says it's about the meaning of meaning
0: mm. Yeah. yeah amazing
1: <laughs> yes 10 out of 10 for bill and ted amazing right? <laughs> yeah. um,
0: yes so that that yeah absolutely
1: um okay maybe we should uh abort or not abort terminate the, po- the podcast <laughs> um
2: yes.
1: and i don't know just chat for a little bit and then peace out cool. cool
0: yes all We've right goodbye speaking- everybody Goodbye. We've been speaking for two uh, two thirty seven for two hours thirty seven minutes. By the way,
1: <laughs> I predicted that. I said trimming something to make it two minutes and thirty seven seconds long. Remember? No. Two two hours and thirty seven minutes. I think is what I said. Fuck. It and was it actually two hours and thirty seven minutes? Yeah, it was. Boom. Okay, ending now.
0: Okay. <laughs>